3: Every
4: day, I'm Every day I'm hustling. 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 Every day I'm hustling.
5: Hey daddy.
1: You fight with
5: nobody.
6: This a dollar
7: beat. This D- this a dollar beat. Boxingwords. You won the bet with hey,
8: nobody. Boxingwords. This
9: a dollar You never gonna get the fight, man. You're a
8: horrible fighter.
9: Payday, payday, you want payday, I
6: know that. <laughs> oh, look this guy. Box
9: There's a plan to go for for the for the belt, and I'm
7: coming, man, I'm coming, my friend. Get the fuck out of here, man, please, please get the fuck out of here, man. BoxingWords.com because
10: I'm, I'm going to fuck you out right now, motherfucker. Boxingvoice.com.
1: What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another edition of the Boxing Voice Radio. I am your host, Nesta Gibbs, and we're here to discuss the latest breaking news that is Tiafimo taken to his social media and, quote unquote, showing proof that he, in fact, did try to make the fight with Devin Haney and that it was Devin Haney that avoided that negotiation. Not once, not twice, but a total of three times according to Teofimo Lopez. So this is what we'll be talking about now. The strange thing is that I believe these tweets have been deleted at the time of this show. Lucky we got screenshots, but I do not see the tweets on his verified Instagram any longer. So any tweeting that he might have did today uh, were all tweet and deletes. But nonetheless, it doesn't stop us from what we're going to be able to discuss here, which is Teofimo claiming that he showed proof that Devin, in fact, them. Now, I'm a little taken back that his tweets are deleted. There were people on you know the internet that believed the tweets were fake because it had a timestamp of three o'clock. Um I don't know, bro. You know. I don't know. All we know is that these two need to fight. And there's been a lot of back and forth between the two for quite some time. Now, I'll I'll check is this tweet going to actually work as I feel like it has been deleted. Yep, it is deleted. So, um, we do have the screenshots, though. Shout out to T.O. with the tweet and delete. That's pretty crazy. Let me see. Here is the tweet. Oh, wait. He deleted it from the story, too. Fuck. All right. Let's keep checking. Um... I think he's deleted them from uh, his Instagram as well. Yep, uh, he deleted these, all right. So, we do have screenshots, if I could just find them. Give me a sec. I wasn't expecting Teo to delete. He's not that type of guy to do the tweet and delete. That was uh, that's new. I didn't think um, you know, we needed to have those saved. But uh it's all over the Discord too. Let me just try and uh pull these up. Here we go. So we'll open this in the browser here and uh, give you guys a better look at it. And apologies for the delay as, again, at the time of this show, uh, these tweets weren't deleted, uh, but they are now. And that's okay. Here is his email, right? So attached to this was A tweet that said, here is the proof that Devin Haney, you know, basically avoided the fight. So he's showing that he was emailing. Now, this is probably why he deleted it. As you can see there, it says mobile three hours ago. So some people are wondering whether or not he fabricated this or... Is it real? Just because, as you can see, it says mobile three hours ago. But it says, Tiafimo Lopez, good morning, Joel. I have a business proposal I would like to talk to you about. How would you and the chairman of Madison Square Garden like to host Tiafimo Lopez versus Devin Haney February 10th live at AMGM Sphere on Super Bowl weekend in fabulous Las Vegas? Joel Fisher says, Sal and I would be more than happy to talk to you. With, uh, excuse me, talk with you about this. We've already started to have conversations with Top Rank with you being the first fight at the Sphere. Haney has been mentioned as a potential opponent for the fight. We also have you headlining the Garden on December 9th, Heisman Night. What's the best number to reach you at the What's uh, the best number to reach you at? And we will call you now. Sounds amazing. Here's my cell which was Teo's response. Now, this is Teo again, claiming that once he had this in play, he then contacted Haney to no avail. Now, here's the other screenshot. Teo posted this and deleted, and he says, three times we've tried to face Devin Haney. First time overpriced themselves, allegedly. We don't know what first time he's talking about. When did they overprice themselves? What we do know is that when Devin was with Matchroom, T.O. overpriced himself. And then we do know that Tio's father's on record saying he wants $20 million and you got Devin's father saying, hey, don't say that don't say you want 20 because it's going to look bad. And he's like, no, we want 20 million, 20 million. And then he tells, you know, Bill, like, hey, you know you want money too. But Bill never agreed or said he would need 20 million to fight Teofimo Lopez. So Tio says second time they didn't show up to the meeting with Bob. Now, I do remember that. I remember on the Internet there was a lot of – uh, punch drunk boxing and Tio saying that Devin and Bill never showed up to the meeting. And now the third time is what Devin said on our interview that, in fact, Tio did contact him. Now, Devin, uh, this is Devin speaking, not me. I'm not trying to shame Tio or make him seem any less than. But Devin, at the time of our interview, told us live that, he was under the belief that Tio was intoxicated, and that's why he didn't take him serious. Um, and he said in our interview, he used the words drunk, and he said that he said that to Tio, But Tio claims that he was sober and that Devin blew it off as uh, he was drunk, and it's just another time that Devin avoided the fight. So, obviously, look, many sides to these stories. The true side will we ever get. It's really up to you guys to decide because neither men are fighting each other at the moment. Now, Devin told Tank not too long ago that he doesn't have a fight and that he's free to negotiate, unlike T.O. who does have a fight in a couple of days. And, uh, you know, this could be a page out of 50 Cent's book. You know, you're about to drop your album you come at your contemporaries to build some interest in what you have going on, right? But this is, again, what T.O. Fimo is claiming. And uh, here is the final tweet. Now, remember, this tweet was attached to the original tweet that showed the email between he And uh, Jay Fisher, who is chairman of Madison Square Garden, according to T.O.'s story. Um, But here is that screenshot. And obviously it says, here's the proof that I tried once again to fight with real Devin Haney during his fallout with Regis. Enough is enough. With all you fake joining, all you fakes, joining together to make false narrative. Hashtag sheepdogs. Sheepdogs. Shout out to T.O.
11: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: The, the the dog that keeps the sheep's in line, though. You know what I mean? The sheep follow the shepherd. The dog keep the sheep in line. So I don't really know what he meant by that, you know. Um, But whatever. Whatever. This is the information at hand. Let me once again give you a final screen share in order. So this would be the first tweet. That would be attached to... This email that is not showing up, where the fuck I put it? Okay, well, this is this is the tweet that was deleted. As you can see, it says, hmm, something doesn't exist here. But here is the original email. So that email was attached to this tweet. They were together when T.O. originally posted. Now they have been deleted. Then the next screenshot was this. And it's his uh, image of the three times that he believes Devin avoided him. So it's really up for interpretation. Obviously, we weren't there for said negotiations. Um, He says, Doran, Regis and Devin's fall apart. I don't really know that they ever had a fall apart. Let's be real. You know, uh, Regis was concerned that maybe Devin and his father were playing games with the date. But uh, that was made you know, abundantly clear that Regis just hadn't ever been on that level and didn't know that it wasn't the right thing to go against Tyson Fury. But once, you know, that was made public, he understood and then quickly changed his mind. Even though he kept the narrative that the Haneys were some quote-unquote bitches and could be running, uh, we all know that it was him really just not understanding business and wanting to do a pay-per-view that would have went against Tyson Fury. And because he wasn't the A-side, I don't think he was privy to said information, right? Like, they were working with Devin, they being matchroom. They cared about what Devin wanted, hence Devin being the A-side. Hence, we're still talking about Devin and not the actually signed matchroom fighter in Regis. Has anyone heard from him? Has anyone heard Eddie talk about maybe a potential comeback with Regis? So, you know, Regis can say what he wants, but, you yeah, know, um, A side, B side is is, is, is is a thing that exists in this sport. And uh, the A side is Devin, and that's why Eddie's been talking about Devin in the media. He hasn't said anything about Regis that I know of. I mean, about 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 Devin, he certainly said it could be Sandor or it could be an even bigger fight at 47. Uh, he certainly mentioned uh, Conor Ben for Devin. You know, there's options for Devin. I haven't heard anything mentioned about Regis, which is unfortunate because we beg these fighters to take these fights and then this is how they're treated. Once they take it and lose, they're quickly forgotten. But listen, man, this is what we're talking about here. If you want to join me, you want to kick it, you could call in and you can give me your opinion on whether or not you believe Tia has provided enough proof to show that Devin Haney, in fact, avoided him not once but twice the magical number of three times. Phone lines are open if you want to call in right now. Technically, you can't call in via the phone line until another 10 minutes, but you can contact us right here on Discord or Twitter. If you want to get it rocking and rolling, if you want to talk to us, if you want to give us your opinion on today's topic, all you got to do is request. If not, I did my job. I reported the tweets from T.O. I reported the insinuation from T.O. And, uh, you know, you got the audio to decide whether you believe whether or not he's lying or not or whether you believe that uh, Devin uh, did avoid him. Um, I don't know how to feel, truth be told. like For one, why is T.O. talking to the venue? He's not even his own promoter. I, why is he talking to the venue, but, okay, why is the email to the venue, say, three hours ago, okay, so there's a lot of things there that, uh, you know, I'm just not privy to, so I don't want to make any rash decisions, but it just doesn't seem clear enough, clear enough, if that makes any sense, right? Um, but phone lines are open. We're going out to General Camino. Yo, that's
12: what's
13: good, bro. Another day, another show. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, I'm on your side, bro. I don't really understand like how T.O. is like contacting the venue. Like he his own boss. Like I don't know, bro. Ever since he had that little situation with him and that other little promotion, he was trying to run off to. I I don't. It's been it's been weird with him and his contract situation. Like clearly he still signed the uh, top rank. So I don't even understand like why that. Then you would even reach back out to him if they've already talking to the people that are in control of his career so like it, it's it's a weird situation i I don't see no validity in it to me it's just you know stuff to post to keep the fans talking hopefully t o and devin is a fight that we get, but I don't know bro like this stuff is kind of crazy because i mean i don't i don't even understand like how is he putting a proposal on a table and like you're contracted with the with who they're talking to. So like that shit is kind of weird, but yeah, I'd have to agree agree with you on, you know, some of these fighters taking big fights too and then like, you know, some just of the to, promotional
1: companies just My to bad. fuck up everyone's head slightly and and give it a little bit of truth, right? Go ahead. We there is reports of, of Teo bringing his own sponsors, right? Like he brought Budweiser and he brought someone else. So him reaching out doesn't sound far-fetched. It sounds like something T.O. has been doing and something that T.O. has been boasting about. You know, that's what he does is say, look, I bring this, I bring that to the table you know, I am different. So maybe that's why he's different because he does do things hands-on. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying we know in the past he has brought two major sponsors. I can't remember the other one. Maybe you can help me, uh, but but I know for sure Budweiser is one.
13: Is it? It's not Split T, is it? I know he's signed by them.
1: No, no, that's the management that, that's company. Else.
13: Oh, okay. So then, yeah, now I'm not too sure, but I mean, even outside of that, just like you signed with Top Rank. It's not like we've ever seen T.O. outside of like Top Rank really doing his own thing, got a real event. I I don't know. It's it's weird. I get what you're saying, but at the same time, if they're responding with, yeah, we already been in talks with Top Rank, then that means they got to deal with the big bosses. It's not a T.O. thing. It's not a we could, you know, set this up with T.O. and sign a couple contracts. So We got to go through top Rank. So it sounds like the venue is doing what they're supposed to do. T.O. is trying to continue that, like, I'm my own boss. We're going to do things my way. I'm a star, which is what it is. I don't know how them people at top rank feel about it. Clearly, they don't feel too good because Tio ain't been on no pay-per-views, not never. So, I mean, it's not like he OD cashing out. So, it's it's a weird situation with Tio. I mean, the best thing for him is just to keep stay active, keep fighting. So, as long as we see him in fights, we got him against Jermaine Ortiz coming up. We just might as well be happy about that. But that's all I really got to say on the matter outside of that. Appreciate you taking my call.
1: Appreciate you participating, champ. Ain't no us without you. Thank you for calling in. Nike Hendrix. Mike check, Mike check, Nike, Nike. Gotta unmute, Nike. Gotta unmute in the meantime, in between time. I hear you now.
14: Yeah man, shouts out to the boxer voice, man. Denny, getting this Danny putting in his work. I caught the show kind of late, man. I see the title though. Um, T.O. say Haney avoided him three times.
1: Three times.
14: That's crazy. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't see how though. What? Is, like, where is he bringing these three times up? Like, what is the timeline on this, Nip? Like I said, I just just got to the show,
1: you know. I mean, he's saying that the most recent one is when Devin Haney failed negotiations with Regis, which I don't really know that they were ever failed because all that there was was date hiccups or disputes. And that was really of Regis thinking that they, being they, him, and Devin could go against Tyson.
14: Well, that's why I don't see... Well, he's talking about a sale negotiation. That's crazy because the fight's still happening. Wasn't that Regis' biggest payday of his career? Am I not mistaken? Yes, sir. Okay, so seems like that's still true. When you fight Devin, you get the biggest payday of your career. Seems like T.O. priced himself out at $10 million. Because I know his words out of his mouth before was $10 million. His dad, 20 Like, what? So, I don't understand. Like, T.O., like you said, he's just building up for his fight, man. He need to focus on Ortiz. You're talking about Haney, and you got Ortiz February 2nd. The disrespect of these people, man. That's why Haney is one of the best in the face of boxing. If you ever notice... When Haney got a fight and people ask him a question about anyone else, he'll answer it, but then he'll end it with this and tell you, well, my main focus is on uh, Regis Progray. Inshallah, I get past him, you know, and everything good. I got my eyes set on Regis Progray. Like the fight with Campbell's or anyone else. He going to let you know, like, my my main focus on my opponent. I mean, of course, you're going to ask him questions about whoever because you're a reporter. But damn, T.O., and I feel like he want to ask a question. I got to watch the interview. I don't know. I might be lying right now, but I feel like he want to ask the question. He might have just brunk it up just to get people to talking about him. So when they look him up, they see he got a fight with Ortiz. Not there's publicity on this fight. I mean, it is what it is, man. But hey, if it ain't Haney in uh, the unification belt, Haney Sandor. In Spain, that's my call. Yo,
1: appreciate you, Cliff, Connecticut.
3: Yo, yep. you, hear here, yo. That's Nestor, Nestor, Nestor. My God. See, Tio from the East Coast, right? He, um, he, 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 he from New York. So where I'm from over here, like Puerto Ricans and blacks, we, we get down. So this is where you give Tio female. Come on, my nigga. I mean, we could call, he could use that word and I could call him because over here where we from, we all the same. Oh, come on, my nigga. Like, are you serious? Like let's break it down. We got the timeline. What happened like Tio, we got videos of you and your father arguing with Devin in the parking lot. You ain't want that smoke. But way back when the Cambosis fight, before the Cambosis fight, you could have fought Devin then. You didn't even have to take Cambosis. It, hold on, we got we got more recent, we got more recent talk where Devin's father and your father are still talking about the fight, and your father says this ridiculous twenty million. Where Devin's father just walked away, and you know what? Bill says the most outrageous stuff sometimes, but even he had to walk away. Like, like what the hell? Like we ain't even gonna breathe breath into that because if they think we want twenty million, they ain't even gonna talk to us. Like he had to just walk away. Like I, you said it. I'm gone. Come on, my nigga, and Tio. When do you call anybody out? Who is T.O. on the record of ever calling out that you off the top? Who do you know? That's you. You're the hardcore, hardcore. Who? No home. Paul. Whose ass has Teo ever been on? Who does he? Is he chasing? But Devin, we're known for cha- Devin is known for chasing down fighters. I mean, technically. out everyone. Technically, T.O. has ahead. a
1: history of of chasing Loma
3: okay, boom, you got one person and he got that fight. And you wanted to play like devil's advocate and and say, well, T.O. has Budweiser and whatever, whatever. So maybe he's moving around like his own, get the fuck out of here. Well, Devin is known for calling out big fight after big fight after big fight. So why would we think that Devin would deny this fight? That's all Devin wants is big fights because he feels he's better than all of you guys that's in his tear, he feels he's better y'all. So he wants to knock each one of y'all off on his road to tank. If he can't get tank first, that's Devin's dream and he makes it fucking known and obvious. Is and we all know that. So you know what? After after he fights Jermaine, we got you got to put the pressure on them Nash because you got the ability to do it. After he fights Jermaine, let's revisit this and let's see who's ducking who, because I'm sure Devin will knock on his door. I'm pretty sure Devin and Bill are going to knock on the door like, yo, you said our name. You really want the smoke? And let's see if T.O. even begins serious negotiations, let alone, I mean, Devin ducking him. Would you even enter serious negotiations with him and stop that $20 million bullshit? Hey, come on. None of us don't... I mean, anybody who's been watching and you know how Teofimo moves, you know how Devin Haney moves, nobody should believe this. That drunk phone call, come on, man. I believe Devin 100% because if his track record Walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a fucking duck. And Teo towards Devin, you're a fucking duck if you ask me. You don't want that smoke. Maybe you could beat him. I think you'll give him a good fight, competitive fight, but you don't want the fight know what I'm saying and it's evident Devin he does Devin wants to we ain't never seen Devin's energy change towards anybody as if you want to argue Shakur I feel like we could bring that to trial and that could get a legitimate trial but outside of Shakur Devin is open for all smoke and I believe he was open to the Shakur smoke my personal opinion but that is a legitimate case that's a headline this shit is bullshit I don't want no fucking smoke with Devin. Devin ain't duck him. Devin would love to fight him. I guarantee it. And we all know that. It'd be perfect. It'd be a way for him to catapult himself to number one in the 140, put more pressure on Tank. Every fucking thing Devin wants, (laughs) Teofimo is the road to get it. It would be the road to get there. That would be like catapulting him, head and shoulders above everyone. Hands down now. I got the best resume, everything. And Tank... Tink couldn't duck him no more. Well, he probably still would, but we'll know who's the real man. That's it, though. Y'all know what it is. Champ, you the man. Counterpunch Tyron with it do?
12: Yo,
4: yo, yo. What's good, Champ? What up with you? Blessings, blessings, man. Nothing much. Just getting off work. Just tuned in. Um, shout out to everyone tuning in. Shout out to TBV. Hope everyone blessed. Um, Devin supposedly ducked T.O. Um, I
1: don't. Tyron, do not let yes, me sir. forget you. Uh, that okay. is a guess. I got Alan Garcia. He's actually going to be on the T.O. card. And uh, do apologize. I'll come back to you. Alan, how are you, my brother?
5: What's up, man? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, here at
1: the crib. All right, all right, man. Happy to have you on the show. Obviously, uh, you're going to be on a big card. You're on the T.O. versus uh, Jermaine Ortiz card. Um, Talk to us about getting that phone call,
12: man,
5: and, uh, yeah, getting this big opportunity. Uh, Man, honestly, it's pretty exciting. Um, I've known since... Since back in about... I know I was going to fight on, on Tio's card. Since back at, Like, right after my last fight, the top rank told me, hey, you know, they gave me... They gave me uh, two fight dates. They said, we got this one, this one. And um, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's roll, you know. And so, um, I was just... I went home for a little bit, and, but I was just I was so excited to come back into camp knowing that I already had a fight date set, you know what I mean? That I already had, you know, something guaranteed. So... So, uh, you know, I just stayed working while I was home, came back, did an eight-week camp, and, you know, now we're here. And so, you know, we're a couple weeks away. I'm in, I'm in dope shape. I feel great. I feel ready. I'm, I'm peaking already. I'm just excited, man.
1: For sure, man. Um, obviously, you know, you're, you're signed with Top Rank, correct? When did that
5: take place, and how long have you been with them? Actually, I'm not even signed with them. I'm just, I'm just doing a, we're doing like a a, a trial, an audition. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Perfect, and perfect, I guess, man. I guess that... they liked me. They liked me after the first fight, so they gave me another two fight dates off the bat. Like, I think I, I fought that Saturday and Monday. Uh, Brad, Brad Goodman gave us another two dates. You know what I mean? That's amazing, man. Um, it could be a little bit of pressure,
1: but do you find it? Uh... I guess, motivational. Yeah, there's pressure that you got to look good to get this opportunity or this contract, but is also the
5: motivation necessary? Do you look at it that way? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I find it motivating just the fact that I get to fight on... Because they could have easily put me on, you know, some smaller cards, but, but obviously they see something there and, and they know, you know, my potential. So the motivation's there. It's... It's I I know I gotta look good, but I also know you know that I work hard, that I'm I'm a crafty fighter. I'm I'm you know, you know I, I know everything that I bring to the table, and I know that I, I got my foot in the door. I just got to you know show out and just do what I do. Um, it I don't really feel no pressure behind it, just because I know that that I'm gonna go out there and do my thing regardless. You know my 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 goal is to go out there to look good and and to win. You know, in dominant fashion. So that's you know, that's just the whole focus right there. I don't, really, I don't really get pressure for fights or nothing. I don't get nervous or anything because I trust in all the work that I do in the gym with my team. Um, I know I'm one of the hardest workers that I know. And so yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of like a like a normal thing for me. But but it is motivating for the fact that I get to fight on a big card such as this one. You know.
1: And when you speak a team, um, I'm
5: correct. You're trained by Freddie Roach, right? No, no. Uh, I, I'm actually Freddie's. Just he's a good friend of mine. Um, I train with Gloria Alvarado. Um, she has the the five time world champion Yucastavaya. Valle, uh, yes. And right she's got Roxy right hook
1: Rocky, Roxy, right? uh, right hook Roxy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was your a trainer. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's,
5: that's my trainer. Has
1: it been your trainer from the
5: beginning? Since the jump. Since since the start of my pro career. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. I need that story, champ. How'd that come about? Usually we don't see men uh, link up with women. The only pro boxer that I know that uh, was trained, excuse me, by a woman was um, uh, Dennis Duglin, and that's his mother, you know what I mean? So, yeah, talk to me about deciding to work with uh, a a woman as a trainer.
5: So I've been friends with Roxy for the past, couple years man well like probably a good six seven years you know since the amateurs and uh one time after the tournament uh it was it was a big friend group we all went out to eat and while we ended up uh pulling a prank on roxy and uh her mom was there you know i I just talked to her mom a little bit and like from tournaments like forward you know i would just go say what's up and you know just be like you know you know just go chit chat and after one of the last tournaments i fought I just told her, I think I was 16 years old. And I told her, I was like, ah, I'm just done with the amateurs. I, I want to start looking forward towards the pro game. And, you know, we texted back and forth. She was helping me with opportunities. Um, at this time, I was training with my godfather from Kansas. Um, I was training with him. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we just, I, I I just made the decision to, to, to part ways. And I felt better opportunity that if I if I moved out here to, Los Angeles California and started training with Gloria and I did we we trained I came out here right before COVID hit in 2020 and uh, I trained for about I want to say a good six seven months before I had my pro debut and just from there you know we kept learning and kept evolving and and I I see the difference from when I look at my amateur videos or or even just the first couple pro fights that I had I see the difference to now and and I see that we made great progress and I know we still got a lot to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, for sure. That's actually a good story too, because I know she
1: has world champion, uh, Jocasta Valle, but, uh, she does not have a male champ. So, you know, you can be that first person, or
5: excuse me, first male for her.
1: Um, yeah,
5: she's worked, she's worked with male champions before. Um, Uh, With her ex, her ex-husband, they used to, she she used to help her ex-husband train um, the world champions he had, but, uh, you know, they they parted ways, obviously, and, and, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that I get to be her first, you know, I'm her protege, so I'm hoping I get to be her first uh, male world champion.
1: Do you, do you feel that it's easier to learn from a woman I've never had a, me, a woman, a female boxing trainer, you know, like everybody I've trained would have all been males.
5: Yeah. Um. I think, I think what, what I really like about training with her is that she has a different, she has a different look. Like she's so knowledgeable, man. Like, like, and a lot of people don't, don't see it because they, they, the moment they look at her, they discredit her before they even get to hear what she says. You know what I mean? For the fact that she's a female and I always get asked, well, what's it like training with the female? And I say, Hey, ask me what it's like training with coach G man. She's knowledgeable. She's smart. She, she gots me where I'm at now for a reason. You know what I mean? She won four world titles with Yokasta within a year and a half. You know what I mean? She's, she's in the game for a reason. She knows what she's doing. And, and she don't, if I'm being honest, she don't even have a life outside of boxing. If we're here at the house, she's, watching youtube watching videos on the big screen just you know she's watching Meldrick taylor she's watching pernell Whitaker. she's watching salvador sanchez you know she just she's just always studying always learning hey and then she'll tell me hey let's try this this and that if it works cool we adapt it to my game if it doesn't then you know we go on to the next thing she's uh she's the thing with her is that like she likes to build a connection with her fighters to where it's there's more understanding. It's not just the the coach yelling at you, telling you what to do. It's the coach. She, every time I get back to the corner, how's is power. Okay, try doing this, this, and that. You know, she don't she don't necessarily have to yell at me. She she just talks to me. She tells me, hey, I want you to do this, this, and that. And I go out there and I execute what she asks me to do. You know, because a lot of times the the coaches see stuff from the outside that the fighters can't see. And she's very good at at requesting or 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 telling me what I need to focus on. And then she'll make sure before the bell rings, okay, do you know what I want you to do? And I'll repeat it back to her. She'll make sure that I understood. And then I go out there and do what she asked me to do. So you've been with her
1: since the beginning of your career. So that's, you know, a couple of years. Um, yeah,
5: i four years now.
1: Do you find yourself in that big brother role because you're like the only male in the stable? And i don't know i mean yeah it's all women right so it's like well, now you got to protect no, your I, sisters and your and, and and your trainer's almost like your mom because for a for a boxer the trainer's usually like the dad
5: yeah it's it, it she definitely does play a motherly role and um i well i i do have two other male teammates in the stable right now it's uh i got jose alvarado and um my my teammate he's also going for the uh, he's trying out for the mexico olympics right now carlos Sainz so we all we all like we're all here at the house you know at the camp house we treat each other like siblings and stuff and um sometimes me and jose we see something we don't like or we like see guys look at the girls some type of way like we look at each other and we're just like you know we just we're always on go we're always we're always ready for anything you know what i mean so
1: uh what do you know about your opponent? Because there's nothing listed on BoxRec, but I'm assuming top rank told you already who it is.
5: Yeah, yeah, I've already I've already signed the contract. Um I'm fighting uh his name is his first name's Tomas. I'm trying to remember his last name. I think his record's seven and three or seven and two. He has about six knockouts. Um I watched maybe two videos on him. He's a slugger, he likes to come forward. And um, that's what I like, man. I like it when fighters, when fighters like to take risks and I like it when they, when they like to come forward and they, and they want, you know, I like it when they want to knock me out because it, it, it just works for my advantage either way. So,
1: um, where'd you get the name kid Kansas from? I mean, obviously you're being from Kansas. Was it okay, but who? It was from my who coach, told man. you to
5: go? Okay. Your coach. Cause, cause when I got here to LA, I was, I had just turned 17 and everyone was always calling me kid and she would call me kid. And I would try to like, I ah, don't call me that. Like I'm a, I was like, I'm a But she would man. call like,
1: you kid in English or kid in Spanish?
5: No, she would call me kid in English. She'd be like, okay. hey, listen, kid, do this. And I'd be like, how oh, could call me kid, call me kid. And one day we were just joking around the gym and she was like, she was like, yeah, kid Kansas, kid cat, And I'm like, that kind of sounds nice. You know what I mean? And okay. I've always been re- about representing where I'm from. And so I'm like, you know what? It, we should come up with the name. And I'm like, I'll stick with that. I like it. And, and now more, most people I meet, they don't even, like most people from the gym here on Wildcard, they don't even know me by my real name. They just know me by Kid Kansas. You know what I mean?
1: So technically, this is your third fight on a top rank card.
5: Uh second fight second fight
1: Second fight, but you've also done team combat League mm-hmm. And have you also fought on Marv Nation?
5: Yeah, I fought on Marv Nation uh back about two years ago.
1: okay, okay and uh man that's that's actually pretty good. you've been able to bounce around um but it looks like you found some stability with with top rank man shout out to you Brad uh, Goodman is a good guy. Um, yeah. what would you say your style is like, like, if, you know, if you needed to describe it to my audience, what's this, the easiest
5: way? I'd say, um, after watching my videos, i um, I always hear them say that I come out very fast paced and that I, you know, that I'm, I'm a quick, uh, quick fighter. Um, I think, I think I'm a boxer, but when it comes time, when it comes time, like, when they started p- trying to apply that pressure, I applied right back, and I turned into a boxer puncher. And, uh, you know, so I, I just consider myself a slick boxer puncher for the most part.
1: Um, How was that experience? You fought on the butt undercard, right, with, uh, what's his kid's name, Avenesian in Nebraska? Yeah, yeah,
12: yeah. yeah how was, was that
1: experience, was and uh, did you get to meet Terrence, and uh, did he give you any words
5: of wisdom if you did meet him? No, I, I, I didn't meet him. I kind of just I kind of just stayed, you know, just stayed in my own uh my own little bubble the whole time I was there, you know what I mean? I got to talk to Adrian Broner for a little bit, but that I had met him prior before. Uh, it was cool. The the show was ran, you know, very proper. It was it was uh as professional as it can get. The crowd there was crazy. It was uh, I gained a lot of new fans, you know, just just fighting there in general. And and I was able to go and take a, a lot of pictures and and I, I got a lot of love uh, being, you know, uh, being in there. And it was it was cool. It was a cool experience. And I, I thought I was going to go out there and get, you know, get shy or something from all the, the crowd. But it just made me more pumped up and it, and it made me more excited to go out there.
1: That's good, man, because not everybody reacts that way. You know, uh, some of the best fighters, they get anxiety from big crowds. You know, the fact that it's fuel for your fire, you know, could be that, you know, that mitigating factor that gets you those wins in every fight. Because, uh, you know, butterflies is normal. I, I've been interviewing people in boxing for almost 13 years, and uh, that's a common thing. The the toughest mm-hmm. fighter says he still has butterflies Normally, they say yeah. that. Um, yeah. But I do see that you fluctuate, and I get it. You know, you're only 11, and no, there's no need to make 135 or 140, but I do want you to tell my audience where you want that first world title. Is it 135 or is it 140?
5: It's 135. The only reason I thought I, they they called the Junior. Uh, junior um, I don't know. It was super lightweight the last time was because the my opponent wanted to do it at 138 and i'm like whatever cool like you know the first opponent they sent me i said let's do it boom he he said no the next guy okay okay and so we ended up locking in that opponent and they're like 137 i'm like yeah that's cool that's fine i'll make the weight and then he requested that extra pound, and i said all right he ended up coming in at 137 anyways so you know what i mean um no i want that that i want to i've been campaigning at 135 for the last Three years, you know what I mean? Since since my second pro fight. So I've, I've been there for a while, and that, that's where I'm shooting for, uh, you know, shooting to make to, to make titles, and then, you know, as the time comes, move up to 140.
1: Being a stablemate of Jocasta Valle,
5: and obviously,
1: you know, her trainer being your trainer, were you also able to get some fights in uh, Costa Rica? Because I know that you visited, but I don't know if you had a
5: fight. Yeah, man. I, uh, that's actually where I had one of my uh one of my breakthrough fights was. I fought in Costa Rica on Yocasta. So Yocasta has a has a promotion. That's I started my charger. Uh, Yocasta has a promotion now, and she um she had some fights in Costa Rica, and I fought out there. I think I think it was July, and well, July eleventh. Yeah, I fought out there, and I got a knockout against uh, the guy who is ranked number one from Guatemala, and I knocked him out in the second round. Well, after that fight, you know, um, we got the opportunity with top rank, and so after we got the opportunity with top rank, we just kind of started, you know, going forward. And it was cool. The, the people out there, man, they're I like going to Costa Rica because they show a lot of love. They're very respectful. You know what I mean? It's it's uh They welcome you with open arms. Nah, that's uh. It sounds like you had
1: an an amazing story, you know, uh, because I'm assuming you're Mexican descent, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my mom's from uh, Hermosillo, Sonora, and uh, my dad's from Kansas. And the first four of
1: your fights were in uh, Mexico. I see you got two in Tijuana.
10: Yeah, three, uh, three I
5: actually. Did, I did three in Tijuana. I did the first two Tijuana, then Guadalajara, and then back to Tijuana. Nice, man. Nice. So who are some of the fighters you looked up to? Uh, Teofimo, actually, man. I've, I've been watching really? Teofimo for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when my little brother passed away about two years ago, Teofimo donated um a good chunk of money to the GoFundMe. You know what I mean? And so uh, my family and I, and I always looked at that. And, you know, we always appreciated that because it did. It helped out and uh you know what i mean it's it's now i get to fight on the undercard of the guy who helped us out you know and so so it feels good and and you know it's, it's one of my, one of the fighters i like watching um you know i like watching Tank Davis i like watching uh, Josh Kelly uh Crawford you know all these guys with with different styles
1: Wow, that's actually amazing, man. TO gets a bad rap. That's a that's a great story. So he just did it out of the blue and you got
5: the notification or you guys
1: already had a relationship?
5: Nah, man. Uh Roly, and I know Roly gets a bad rap too because of all the trash talking he does, but Roly's actually a good dude, man. I think I think Roly told Tio about it and uh then Roly called me with Tio on the phone and, and I kind of just explained the situation and Next thing I know, I, I get a, a notification that T.O. That sent $5,000 to the GoFundMe. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't think I ever, I ever got to talk to T.O. after that. And so, you know, but, like, I just I, – I, I didn't want people to know that, that he's not a bad dude, man. He's – like, this is just – it's the entertainment industry. People got to do what they got to do, you know what I mean? Everybody – there's always a good side and a bad side to everybody, as they say. You know, and People are, people are going to point out your accomplishments. They're going to point out your downfalls. But uh, for the most part, for me, he's a good dude. Teal's a good dude. Rolly's a good dude. You know, Wait. they helped me out.
1: So you haven't seen him since then?
5: I have not. I, oh, I've seen him, but I haven't spoken to him. I, I You know what I mean? I, I, I've seen him here and there, but I haven't spoken to him. So
1: you haven't spoken to him. I'm just, you know, trying to use my head here. Is that because you guys only met on the phone and you don't think he knows who you are? Like, why wouldn't you approach
5: him after such a generous? I mean, I don't get it. Cause it's hard, man. I I I was going to approach him last week uh, when I seen him at the Virgil Tez fight, but he had this whole crowd around him. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, he probably got enough on his plate right now. And and when the time's right, you know, I'm gonna go up to him and you know, tell him how much I appreciate him. Cause, cause like I said, you know, like after that, after that whole situation, he ended up fighting his first fight at 140. Uh, me and my dad actually went out there to go watch it in Vegas. And, uh, now, you know, my, my family's coming to watch this fight. Um, you know, and they're excited to, to watch Teal fight. And so, you know, but it, it's just, every time I see him, he's all it's always at a boxing event. And he's got this huge crowd around him and you got everybody trying to take pictures with them. And, you know what I mean? It's just, and I understand that it, it, it gets a lot sometimes.
1: Nah, I, I certainly uh I certainly get that, but that was an amazing uh story in a in a, in a in a, in, a, in a beautiful gesture by Tio. Um yeah. I hate to pick the scab, but I feel like I have to ask what happened to your brother.
5: Uh so it was it was uh April twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. Uh my brother had just got out of uh track practice and well he was with some friends and uh one of his friends had a gun. And at this time my brother's fourteen years old, you know what I mean? They they were messing with the gun. We don't know exactly what happened. Uh we heard so many different stories, but the gun went off and it struck my brother in right here and then uh came out through the back. And um, you know, he, he um they said he passed away before I got there. I was at the gym when I got the call and well i got i got to the hospital about 30 minutes later um they I, got, I don't know if they brought my brother back or what but he was he was back for a good six days and then in the in the hospital yeah he ended up passing away and it was just it, it was just it was just crazy man it was just so much that was going on and there's so much that happened after that and um I was having dreams. My little brother was telling me that I needed to get back in the gym because I was getting fat. And next thing you know, I'm back in the gym. And now every time I fight, I, you know, I try my best to represent my brother. But overall, yeah, bro, he got shot in the neck. And um, he ended up passing away uh, due to the injuries.
1: Uh, I'm not that guy. You know, I'm not the guy that looks to point the finger at someone or get a conviction, but obviously the way you're saying the story sounds like there was more than one person there. Was someone arrested?
5: Yeah, the the kid the kid who uh, who shot him was arrested, but um, the you know the cop said that it, that it was accidental and everything. And um, I ended up seeing that kid actually a couple weeks ago, right before I came back to camp. How was that uh man i i'm um, you know what i'm i I went through a lot after that, and so i'm at i was at this point I'm at this point in my life where where I'm learning um i wouldn't say I'm a religious person but i'm very you know i'm I'm trying to fix myself right with God, and I told myself to you know to be forgiven, you must forgive, and the first thing when I seen that kid he, he seen me in the gas station and he looked down and and I could see him looking over. And I could see he was scared. Well, I went up to him. I stuck my hand out and then I gave him a hug. You know, he started crying and I just started telling him everything was okay. He started just screaming that he never meant to hurt nobody. And, you know, I was just telling him, Hey, it's okay. That, you know, I'm not mad at you. Only you know what happened, and only he knows what happened, and only God knows what happened. And at the end of the day, you know that that life goes on, there's nothing we can change. And I told him, you know, if you ever want to go out there, um, you just let me know if you ever need anything, let me know. And I just told him to wipe his tears before he walked outside, you know, before he walked back outside the gas station. And, um, from there, he just, he just kind of went on about his business, but yeah, I spent like a good five minutes, 10 minutes in the gas station with him. And I just, it felt good. It, It felt good for me to, to be able to, you know, see him, talk to him and, and, To let him know that i'm not mad at him because i know i know that kid had to be walking around with you know looking over his shoulder all the time everywhere he was going um
7: (laughs) hey wait okay
5: sorry and uh no worries i got two yeah it's because they're fixing the roof right now so he's going crazy it's okay boy but yeah man so i was able to see the kid and i talked to him for a little bit and you know I, i hope that that he was able to you know, feel better after that at least because cause he was he was friends with my brother, you know what I mean? He he knew my brother very well. I was one of my brother's uh good friends. And so, you know, I, I know that that kid was probably going through it a lot and and I did that not for myself but for him. You know what I mean? I know he probably needed it and I know it, it could have helped him, it might have not helped him, who knows? But but, you know, at least I could say I tried. Uh
1: when would you say you started Picking up picking up your faith uh, Or your religion Apollo
5: Apollo Stop it It's okay, come here Can you say that again? When do you think you started picking up your faith
1: or your religion?
5: Um, well, I'd always been involved in church uh, Since I was a kid um, I got I got baptized about 11 years old And then I got I got re-baptized uh, It's okay, boy I got re-baptized a couple months before my brother passed away and um you know and i was never the one to question god why you're asking why um you know i just i just learned to understand that that we all have limited time on this earth and so you know to cherish the memories and moments that we have and you know i just i try to we're not perfect but i try to continue doing better for myself and better for those around me. And if, and if you know, if, if I could ever spread knowledge on what I know so far, then I try to. You know what I mean?
1: Nah, for sure, man. Wow, what an interesting story! I never knew all this was gonna uh, unfold when I reached out to interview you, man. Um, but yeah. I'm glad that I did, and I'm glad we were able to put that out there. And uh, hopefully, you know, your story touches a few people. Um, Man, so you have a lot of reasons to fight.
5: I do, man, and I I keep going. You know, some days I wake up, and it's hard. It's it's hard losing somebody. So, like, I'm not supposed to outlive my younger brother. You know what I mean? And my my parents ain't supposed to be burying one of their kids, but like I said, I learned to look at life in so many different perspectives that there's things I don't even get mad at no more. I told I my coach... If something happens, if it's not going to affect you in six months, leave it. If it's not going to affect you in a month, who cares? You get 15 minutes to be mad and then you get 23 hours and 45 minutes to get over it. You know what I mean? It's uh, Everybody's too busy holding grudges and being mad. And it's okay. Come here. Everybody's too busy holding grudges and being mad. And and then at the end of the day, you lose somebody you were beefing with. And you know what I mean? That Then you got so much pain in your heart. It's It's... I don't know, man. I just I just learned to look at life a little different and appreciate the things that I do have and the things that I'm able to do and the people that I have and, you know, all that stuff.
1: For sure, man. Um, are, are your mom and your dad, are
5: they both cool with you boxing? Yeah, man, they love it. And, I, and I'll, I'll always appreciate my parents because they supported me moving out here when I was only 17 years old, you know what I mean? They... I mean of course they were they were iffy about me leaving home and going especially coming to LA you know but they trusted they trusted Gloria and and you know they they support me 100%. They understand that sometimes I can't be home for holidays. I missed my I missed my 21st birthday this year because I'm in camp, you know what I mean? But that's I I talk to my parents all the time and they understand that it's sacrifices that that not only that I have to make but that they have to make with with spending time with me or you know, just the little things like that. And, and they understand. They support me 100%. They always call me. They always check in on me. They always ask me how training's going, you know.
1: What's that first big purchase you want to buy your, your, your parents or for yourself for that matter? What You know, whenever it is that you feel you've made it. You know, I'm not trying to put a time frame. I'm not trying to put a dollar amount. But when you feel the time is right and you have the money what is it that you think you wanna buy first? Is that a house for your parents? Is it the, the nice car? Is it shit a kennel full of dogs since I hear dogs? What what is it
5: for you? Uh <laughs> yeah, honestly it's uh I wanna get a place for, for me and my people's, you know. Um I wanna live in Texas. I like Texas. I got a lot of family in Texas. Um I already told my parents and I've been telling my mom this since I was about fifteen years old that I was gonna get a big house. And we're all gonna live in it, and I still stand on that till this day. You know what I mean, um, my mom and my dad they're not together; they've been separate for years already, so they've been separated, but they're you know they're still they're still cool, they're like friends, and you know everybody gets along, and so i want get i wanna get a big- a big space for everybody and and you know um uh, then, yeah, just get a big house and then wait, start putting wait wait
1: wait for- wait, 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 am I hearing you right? you saying your parents aren't together, but you still want to buy a big enough house so they can live together?
5: Yeah, like, they're not going to... They're going to have their own rooms, obviously, but, <laughs> but... But they didn't
1: move on?
5: Yeah, my, my mom has
1: a whole new... Uh, a whole, wait, a whole new wait. House. So you wanna you want a big mansion, then? You want a really big... Because you want your mom's new family to okay. come, and your dad's, yeah. whoever he's with, to come...
5: Plus yourself. Yeah, man. I want, if, if we're talking about big purchase, yeah, that's what I'm shooting for. Nah, here, you're going to get yourself a un
1: rancho, un rancho.
5: <laughs> yeah, man. I'm going to get me a big one, too.
1: Nice, man. Listen, I won't hold you. I know the dog's getting mad. Let everybody know where they can watch your fight. And uh, is it going to be, I'm assuming it's uh, ESPN plus
5: Um, the, the, the prelims, right? Or
1: are you yeah, on the yeah, main yeah. card?
5: Uh, I believe I'm on the preliminary cards. Um, you can catch catch it on ESPN Live, ESPN Plus. Um, follow my Instagram at kid.kansas. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm excited, and I, I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to put on the statement, actually.
1: Appreciate you, man. I'm, uh, I'm excited to watch you uh, and, and see what you got, man. Definitely from what we've been following on social media and what we have been able to see, you look like the goods, man. So we, we want to see, can you put it together?
5: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All
1: right, brother. We'll take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Alan Garcia, a.k.a. Kid Kansas. He's going to be on that Tiafimo card. So that lined up perfectly. Tyron, I owe you. What up?
12: Yo, yo,
4: Ness.
1: loud and clear.
4: Shouts out TBV. Uh, that was a great interview, man. Um, shouts out to him. Um, praying for you know, for his strength and um, his well-being. Um, I know can only imagine that's that's hard losing a brother. Um, so prayers out to him and his family for sure. But uh, that was a great, great interview, man. Um, you always bring the best out of guys when you interview on them. Uh, so shouts out to you too, Ness. Um, as far as you know, the Haney supposedly avoided uh, T.O. Um, I I wouldn't call it a duck, um, and I wouldn't say that T.O. Is, is lying either, right? Um, he showed the proof. Um, he reached out. They said supposedly he was gonna headline the spear and with talks to Haney, the case may be. But I just think that you know, it's it's, it's a uh, it's a plan. You know, I, I feel like that Haney and TL will fight um for undisputed at 140, uh the last two guys standing. Um so I wouldn't say a duck. Now if the fight was to been presented to Haney, um could he have turned it down? Possibly, yeah. But that would mean he's ducky probably turned down. You know, when we asked um Bill about possibly fighting uh, T.O. He said, Yeah, we, you know, we got him on the radar, but basically not right now. So I feel like the fight is going to be made, but I feel like it's going to be for all the belts at, at 140. Um, give and take that you, you know, I'm sure you even heard that Bill saying that him and Devin is going to be at, you know, the T.O. fight. You know what I mean? Um, so the fight is going to get made at the end of the day, like, like the guy you were interviewing, can't remember his name. My apologies, but. Like you say, it's, it's it's entertainment at the end of the day. And what T.O. is doing is what he does best. He's a showman at the end of the day. Like it, love it, he's a showman. He's entertaining. Um, You know, it's it's unfortunate that T.O. gets a bad rap, and he really shouldn't get that type of rap. Because at the end of the day, he's out here calling the best out since the Loma days. Long, uh, him and his father been calling Loma out. Been calling Haney, been calling Tank out. he been sending offers to these guys. Um, been calling out Terrence Crawford. I don't care if you want to call him delusional, crazy, if you want to hold the Gambosis loss against him, which a lot of people are still doing to a, to this day, which is crazy to me. Um, to me, I look at T.O. as um, kind of modern-day Rocky. To a certain extent. And I'll tell you why. We love these type of movies and these we love these underdogs comeback stories. It's unfortunate in the sport of boxing that a guy can take an L and we 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 just hold it against him his entire career. We're still in the Floyd Mayweather era. No one can be like Floyd Mayweather. He done what he done, because that's that's just him we the problem in, in boxing is everybody wants to be floyd everybody wants to have that o and hang it over everyone else oh you lost oh i'm undefeated that make me a, a better fighter than you no no it doesn't every fight have different circumstances when tio was winning there with cambosis it was different circumstances the fight kept being repos- uh postponed he had a medical you know injury issue but instead of us looking at the fact that how yeah he got knocked down and yeah he lost but that was arguably a fight of the year how much grit heart courage he showed in that fight you know we we hold these these, these fighters um accountable for for losses but we don't we don't praise them for going through the fire going through that battle you know, um, I'm I'm not a fighter. I, you know, I sparred a few times, but I'm not a fighter. So I don't know what a fighter goes through. A lot of people on here calling and and, and bashing these fighters don't know what it's like to, to, to be a fighter. So at the end of the day, you have to respect these guys They're going out risking their lives um, for our entertainment. You know what I mean? So, you know, at the end of the day, it's sad that T.O. gets the rap because he's doing what everyone else has done Prior to him, and it's gonna do after him. You know, at the end of the day, I don't think that he, T.O. needs to be on pay per view. I know some people were saying, you know, he hasn't been on pay per view yet, but T.O. Fimo Lopez is the type of fighter on pay per view or not pay per view. People are still gonna tune in. He's still gonna be T.O. Fimo Lopez. He's the showman. You know, you saw him and Keyshawn um, together. Like, these fighters know what's up when it comes to T.O., they know T.O. is dangerous. And at the end of the day, TO is the lineal 140-pound champion. Not Devin. TO is. You know what I mean? Um, so at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think it's it's ducking. You know, even Bill, once, once um, TO called out Crawford, you see, Bill gotta go on there, hey, you know, call T, you know, T O hey, don't worry about him. You gotta keep, you know, you gotta keep Haney name still buzzing. You know, um, so I, I wouldn't call it a duck. I can I can see, yeah, they declined the fight, you know. Um, I'm not sure like what time period that was. Like was it before the Regis or the case may be, but again, he said I don't it think was that...
1: during the Regis failed negotiations, which I'm like, when did that happen?
4: Yeah, right, 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 yeah. I mean at the end of the day, TL Smart, you know, TL Smart, he he got a fight coming up and, and he's keeping his name. You know, buzzing and again he's 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 an entertainer. Like he said that, you know, when he was like, Oh, I'm gonna retire. He said that was a publicity stunt. He's know what he's doing. TO's not crazy. I don't believe that he called Haney drunk. I don't even think TO drinks like that. He's in shape twenty four seven all year round. Have whenever you chant that T.O. was out of the shape.
1: bell, that was the
4: bell. L <laughs> J okay, what yeah. up.
1: LJ. Yo, can you hear me? Yes, sir.
15: Man, that was a good-ass interview, Ness. Uh, Appreciate it. I, I wasn't familiar with Buddy, but, man, his story is really something to look into, really something to follow. So, hoping, pulling for him, wishing him nothing but the best, and I keep my eye on him for sure. Um, As far as T.O., man, he want to fight everybody but, but the dude in front of him. It's like a couple a week ago you wanted to fight Crawford now it's devin duchy dude you got you got a fight though right, so I'm thinking I'm like, is he looking past him I, I I wouldn't say he's looking past him. I just think he's trying to bring more attention to the to his fight, you know, I like t o he gives us shit to talk about and I do think he really wants to fight these guys, but I don't know necessarily if they... I wouldn't call it a duck. But when y'all did ask Devin about that, he kind of... His energy was kind of weird. He was like, oh, I, he was drunk. da da da, da. Okay, he might have been drunk, but you never hit him back and said, like, what's up? Like, let's get it on. You know, even if he was drunk or not, you you kind of just brushed him off. Like, that was an initiation to get the fight going, and Devin was like, nah. So, I wouldn't I call mean, it a duck. I, but-
1: mean, I mean, again, but... But but Devin confirmed that he called them when he already had a fight with Regis. So it's like oh, e- even yeah. if you wasn't drunk, or even if you was drunk, there's really no need for me to call you when I'm already with Regis. You understand? Like, mm-hmm. he's he, TO saying when the failed negotiation. But the, I don't know about any failed negotiations. All I know is that. Regis publicly was trying to act like Devin and his team was ducking because they was trying to switch the date. And then Devin made it public knowledge that Eddie and Devin and the network wanted the date switch because they did not want to go against Tyson Fury. So I just don't get mm-hmm. when was the negotiations failed.
15: That's, I mean, that's probably the time he's talking about, but you know, his choice of words were probably, I mean, they were never failed. You know the negotiations were never failed; they were ongoing. But I mean, I I don't I don't see Devin just being like, all right, I'm gonna take T.O.'s off for a while 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 in the middle of the Regis. So I think they wanted to get the Regis fight done, and obviously they're on their way to doing that because they got it done. But I I I mean, like he's free now, and like I like like they said, Bill said, you know, he's not he's not next, but he's in the radar. Would you say are they building up the fight? They're letting it marinate.
1: I. Don't know if it's a build-up, man. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think this is on purpose, no. I feel like they all would have already had the fight if they could have. Like, I don't see the Haney's and the Lopez's deciding, yo, we going to make – we going to wait each other out and be last two guys. Like, I just don't see that. Like, Mm -hmm. they the most – uh, willing to fight, so it just makes more sense for them to fight now versus waiting.
15: So you think you think Bill and them probably not calling him out or,
1: or mentioning his name because he got a fight right now. Uh, or why yeah, do you I think mean, after the I mean, the I mean fight, I don't,
15: it was quiet for To?
1: I don't see why would you call out To when you know he got to fight, Jermaine. You know, it would they, they would just yeah. call you out on that and say that you. Capping.
15: Yeah, it's funny because T.O. went
1: <laughs> T.O. went retired, started calling
15: everybody out. Then unretired, so the timeline's a little shaky with T.O. I mean, he also but, said
1: that was a publicity stunt with T.O. You just don't know, you know? Yeah,
15: 100 was. We all knew it was, but I'm still saying you you telling the world you retired and everything, and then you gonna come out and say someone ducked you. It's it's you know, it just don't it just don't quite add up the timeline of it, but. I mean, if he if he feel like Devin's energy towards him is a little like different, like ah, uh, like let's get the fight done. But like you said, there's been so much shit that been back and forth. I mean, T.O. Senior said he wants twenty million. I mean, that, you can't you can't just have all that history and then come out and say Devin Dutch, you, know?
1: Word. But uh, appreciate. I mean, the time. that audio for me until you know someone interviews Tio Junior. And says, bro, what's your thoughts on your dad? Like, he's out here, you know, first you guys or you wanted four million, then you and your dad jump out the window and say 10 when Eddie had the four. Now you got your dad out here telling people he wants 20 and he's not stopping. Like, you should nip that in the bud. Is it gonna take 20 million for you to fight Devin Haney? And then right then and there, we know. If he like, nah, man, my dad's just talking. You know, my dad's just crazy. Then, all right, we know your dad's just talking, and we know your dad's just crazy. But if you don't let us know that, you know, unfortunately, motherfuckers is going to run with the fact that you out here saying you want, you know, uh, a fucking $20 million. I mean, I'm just saying, that's a lot of bread. I don't know what else to think. That's a duck. Like, we talk about Crawford making $20 million as the B-side to Earl Spence. So how the fuck could we give T.O. $20 million? Like, Crawford been putting in work, selling thousands of tickets in Omaha. You know what I'm saying? Been on pay-per-view numerous times. It, like, I just don't see how any of that makes financial sense to, to do something like that with T.O., and give him twenty million. It's gonna take the sheik. Maybe, maybe he knew that, right? Cause Tio has been on some prophecy shit, right? Like, he he called the the shutdown of a few networks, right? So maybe, maybe he knew that shooting for the stars, he laying land on the moon with one of the sheiks, maybe. But the sheik ain't express interest in him just yet. Khaled, what up? What up, bro? How you doing? Chilling.
16: Bad. Hey, um. Man, I don't think, I don't think Haney, like, is avoiding, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, avoiding or ducking or anything like that. Uh, I just think they, they just ain't made the fight yet. I, I mean, like, at some point, bro, like, I mean, who the fuck? AB, because I heard us talking about this morning, AB, I think, is a big money fight. You know what I'm saying? Because AB and them, they're going to sell that shit. That might be pay-per-view. If they can make that happen, that's a big... That's a big fight right there. Or well, I said maybe not big, but it might be pay per view. Like I'm a people gonna pay to watch that just off the build up. Haney is smoking and all that, but it'll be big just off the build up. Uh but it's like it's if like dudes wanna get paid and get belts, it's like you, you gotta fight each other. Like it might not be now, but you know, who who my man TO fighting, uh I forgot my man who he fighting? In, Jermaine uh, Ortiz that's my man yeah uh, uh jermaine like that's a good fight but it ain't like super super money like um or jermaine ortiz is good you know what i'm saying but it ain't the biggest fight so if if mothers want to get paid and get legacy they're gonna have to fight each other so all this putting this out in social media and all that i just look at this as like marketing entertaining you know what i'm saying motherfuckers trying to sell how they trying to sell some of it is orchestrated some of it is not but i think uh it's it's all for the build up, cause like, cause I'm, cause I'm already knowing, like, bro, y'all got to fight, like, Tio and Devin is on a collision course for each other. Those are two, I think those are probably the two best fighters at 140. Um, a uh, Sabril is my favorite, but those probably like the two best fighters. So, they, bro, they got to fight if you want to unify. Like, that just only makes sense. So, uh, I don't think, I certainly don't think Devin is avoiding nobody. I think they looking for all the smoke. I think they should let the tank smoke go and just worry about anything at 140 like it's a that's a big fight with teal like uh sabriel is not as big as teal but that's still a big fight though so uh yeah i don't think nobody has avoided nobody um kid kansas that was a great interview i follow kid kansas on instagram he is throwing them bitches i saw clips and clips of his fights and all that shit. uh he a big 135 i saw a clip of him when he was in Costa Rica. He was way bigger than that motherfucker. Whoever the fuck the motherfucker was in the ring with him, he's way bigger than him. So he a big 135, man. So he, hopefully he can stay on track. I like his, I, I like his mind. He's very mature. Like he has a good spiritual foundation. He has a good, you know what I'm saying. He 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 trying to be on the right path with God. So, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully everything work out for him. That was a great interview. I was thinking earlier today, like, damn, I hope my nigga Ness interview Kid Kansas. Shout out to you Ness. You be locked the fuck in. So uh, yeah, bro, that's my call, bro. Ain't nobody avoid
1: nobody. You know what
16: I'm saying? Motherfuckers gotta fight. Period. So that's my call. Thank you, bro.
1: All right, appreciate you. That's crazy that you wanted that interview, bro. That's dope. I'm glad uh, I was able to uh, you know, bring that to you. Um, yeah, I'm actually more. I mean, that, that's the that's the that's kind of the gift and the curse of interviewing. You get more invested. Now I like them and shit. So, yeah, he yeah. I mean, you know, the, the the brother story that that was a crippler right there. We got high and low sports centrum two dollars. The boxing voice is more not without you, champ. Appreciate you. We got fight for life member for one month on that prospect level. He says Haney and Tio should unify next. Sounds good to me. Matt Yt, welcome to the prospect level. <laughs> And we got high and low sports centrum, $2. The boxing voice is made. Champ, you need to be made because you already spent four. So with three of those four, you'd have been a member. And, and we need you to get be a member, man. Come on in, come on over and join the gang gang. We got Leo in H-Town, $5. Sheepdogs, all the YouTube channels, pushing the narrative that he's ducking Dev to the masses, the sheep. So... The narrative spreaders are the sheepdogs. dogs. I, I, I don't get that though, because again, the only time you see a dog around sheep is to keep the herd in in, 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 in pack. Like they're there to control a the sheep. They listen, the dogs, okay? The dogs listen to the instruction of guess who? The shepherd. Okay, who's the shepherd? He might as well be the Pied piper <laughs> playing the flute because they follow into the beat of his flute. That's all I'm saying. You know, I don't know how y'all looking at it, but uh, I ain't never heard the term sheepdog mean anything other than, you know. If you're a sheepdog, you're still a sheep. That's all I'm saying because you you you, you still following the shepherd. But anyway, High and Low Sports centrum, back with another $2. have the other Boxing Voice is the Coliseum of Boxing. Well, oh, that sounds great. High and low back with another two. He says, Tiafimo Lopez, the takeover of all dream. Okay, you trying to, a trying to, little play on words of Devin there. Lake County, $2 for once. Crying ass Cliff from Connecticut with a good call. Shout out, Cliff. Shout out, Cliff. Are you there? Are you there? Cliff, you heard that shot? Did you duck? Um, High and low sports central from Tiafimo Lopez, the king of all the haters. Shout out to you. Modern King Boxing, $2. He says, let's go, Jumaine Ortiz. Champ! Yo, he's funny. Uh, high and Low Sports Session back with another $2. To Fimo Lopez, talk the talk, and walks the walk. We got days. Wah, wah. Yeah.
10: You, you. Mr. Ross Clark gets
1: I hear you, champ. What up with you?
10: Everything spicy. Everything. Everything good. You know it. All right, big up on ourselves here. Yeah, yo.
1: Yo, yo, ain't that, ain't that? What's my man name? Um. Bougie Bonto in the sun. He the one with me that, everything spicy, everything good.
10: <laughs> that's funny. No, no. Yes, sir.
1: Yo, that's funny. <laughs> I, yo, I hey. fuck with Jamaican music. I love that shit.
10: Sir, let's get it. Hey, man. Yo, Ness, I think, um, you know, I don't know if Theo Lopez is trolling. Or I don't know if he's just like on some type of substance, Whether it's like alcohol, like, you know, cocaine or some shit. Or I don't know if Tio just has like a uh, like a mental illness, and this is his like if this is just like a normal thing he does, or he could just be playing a character to just keep his name buzzing, you know. And that's what I think he's doing because, like, like his words and his actions, it's not matching up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we've seen Haney and Tio meet up at an actual fight, face to face. And the niggas said they want to fight each other. You know what I'm saying? Face to face, Ness. You know what I'm saying? At a boxing match that they that neither one of them was fighting at. Like they, you know, they've been planning this fight. Um, and then we turn around and see him take a fight with with George Cambosos instead of Haney. Then he lost. You know what I'm saying? And then you fight Sandor Martin. Then you ask yourself, we you still got it right? And then you have your redemption fight against Josh Taylor where you looked incredible, right? Bill Haney was at the fight, trying to make the fight happen with you and Haney. that that was the whole point of Bill going to the fight. You think he just went to the fight and you see TL? Nah, you trying to get the fight done. And what did Tio say in us after the fight? Oh, I'm retired. They asked him about Haney in the ring. Yo, yo, you wanna fight T.O.? We gonna get that Haney fight? Oh, I don't really, I don't really want to speak on that. I'm retired. So I don't know, man. I just don't get this guy, man. Like, I think it's a known fact I mean, that Haney really ducking. He told you that
1: was a publicity stunt. He was trying to get nah, some interest, nah,
10: b- build his that's name
1: cap. up. Publicity stunt.
10: I don't believe that's Cap, bro. I'm sorry, I just don't believe that, bro. It's Cap. I think, I think that was just his way of. I think that's ducking, bro. That retirement shit he did—that's ducking, bro. You don't, you know, you just basically saying you don't, you know, you don't want to smoke with with Devin Haney. So, my whole thing is this, man. When he fights Jermaine Ortiz, and hopefully he wins the fight, and I believe Teal will win the fight in tremendous fashion, when Devin Haney and Bill Haney pull up to the fight, I want Lord Devin Haney to get in the ring with Teal face-to-face and say, look, nigga, if you don't fight me next to a bitch, and I'm going to slap the shit out of you, nigga, next time I see you. Straight out, Ness. We need this fight, Ness. We
1: need Haney vs. Teal, twenty twenty four. We don't, we don't, we know we don't is- need them to. We don't need them to take it to the streets. Remember, I'm gonna slap the shit out you. I don't want no more <laughs> nah, big baby situations, this, man. man. No more bells, man. No more bells, man. But listen, shout out to you. Appreciate the call we got. Super mix.
8: Yo yo. What up? <clears throat> it's
17: fairly simple. I think a lot of people are uh, overthinking it, man. Um, out of Tio, Ryan, Tank, and Devin, who actually has a fight signed? Uh, just Tio has
1: a fight
17: signed. Yet everybody is talking about the other three. You know why? Cause nobody gives a shit and Tio needs some attention, bro. Um, Nobody seems to care that he's fighting Jermaine Ortiz, man. That's that's no shot at Ortiz. That's just... Nobody gives a shit, bro. Everybody... Think about it, That's All we see on Twitter lately, uh, you know, me and you are heavily, obviously, anybody that's calling into the show regularly is heavily on Boxing YouTube, Boxing Twitter, whatever, all the articles. You don't really hear about Teofimo Lopez. Um, I think part of this, you know, all the quote-unquote publicity stunts and all that has just taken their toe in the fans, and they're just kind of, they just kind of don't care. You know, and, and that's all this is, is he's uh, being the forgotten king. Uh, you know what I mean? That's that's what it comes down to. Um, the I don't even think, I, I watched part of the interview, um, so I could be wrong, but I don't even think the uh, Turkey Alashik even mentioned TL's name uh, when they brought up the names of fighters he would want to see, you know? They mentioned Stevenson and they mentioned Tank, and he, of course, mentioned Haney. But there was no mention of Tio. You've never heard Ryan talk about Tio. It's just like he's just kind of, just kind of this dark horse that sits out there. Which I would love to see the Tio and Haney fight, simply because I'd like to see Bill and Tio Senior going at it. It would be, uh, it would be hopefully what I always thought that uh, Ruben Guerrero and Angel Garcia would have been. You know, But that was, at that point, they had quieted Angel Garcia, so that's all it really is to me, and That's is Teal's just a forgotten about, you know, he's the forgotten king, and nobody cares. Uh, his crown fell off his head, man. Uh, all this retirement, do I got it, and I was just playing, I'm a garbage man, it's, that shit gets old fast, man, and, and I think Teal's starting to realize it. But I, hey, Ness, what was the name of that that are, fighter you just interviewed? Are by the you way, turned um,
1: off by uh, him because you sound almost turned off, bro.
17: I kind of am, bro. It's just too much. It's just, you know oh, all my garbage, man. All oh, my mental health, and he went through some serious stuff, bro. Don't get me wrong, but it, I'm retired. I'm not retired. Uh, Twenty million, no, ten million, no. I don't want that. It's it's all too much, man. Oh, the zone tried to screw me over, even though it was a purse bid. It it got old fast, man. Um, but hey, before I go, can you uh can you re give us the name of that the gentleman you just interviewed? he had a really great story, and I really want to continue to follow him, man. I, yeah, you know, I'm pretty close with my brother, so hearing he lost his brother really, really got to me. Um, uh, hit me on a different level, man. So if you could just re share his name with us, uh, that'd be I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no, his name is Alan Garcia. He actually has a very strong social media. I bet you if he showed us uh you know uh his engagement level, it is strong. I mean, this kid's getting good amount of likes. He's got 50,000 yeah. followers, over 2,000 likes per post. His his his, his name is kid.kansas. Wow. kid.kansas. Alan Garcia is the name. And uh yeah, man, um
17: Hey uh great interview with him, Nessa. He had a great story. Hey, a great show earlier. Uh I tuned into your check-in show with Andre Durell and Serafina, man. That was a good show, man. Appreciate uh, good first you, man. Episode. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah, so, nah, man. I, just working and grinding. You know how it is.
17: Yeah, but that's all I got for today, man. But yeah, Teal, just the Forgotten King, brother. That's all it is.
1: All right. Uh this was a previous time that he had photo on top rank here that I'm screen sharing. And, uh, you know, shout out to him. He's doing his thing because they keep bringing him back. This will be his second time on top rank. And uh, we got Tip Bellis on a check in. Yo. What up? Yo. as
7: has arrived. You, Yo, did you good. Did
1: you see Steve Kim took a shot at you? You know, sure. our, our, I mean, obviously he ain't going to say you, but. Our uh, real, you know, yours and ours on Instagram is what is sparked that debate as to where the fight should be. And he said, so for those complaining about fights being shipped all out of America, okay. Well, Muhammad Ali, who was kind of popular, had a stretch from mid-1975 to 1976 where he fought in Malaysia, Philippines. Puerto Rico, Washington, D.C., Germany, Bronx, New York. Hashtag box
7: sale. Okay, see, my argument to this is uh, how many of those fights were against another American superstar? Like, I'm talking about superstar. Not just a regular fight. I'm talking about a superstar in the sport of boxing, American superstar. How many of those fights took place overseas? You know what I'm saying? Even for a U.K. fighter how many uk fighters that were superstars in the uk had a fight that took place overseas like how many times has that happened in the history of boxing do you know any
1: you know i ain't no historian man i'm gonna have to schedule uh, I mean, somebody well, schedule buddy I mean, McGirt I mean, for I mean, that i'm
7: that pretty sure shit. It's, it's somebody in the comments who may know but uh as far as i don't I, I don't know of him. what you want you to know, wanna so know? what
1: family. you trying to find out how many but, uh, what?
7: You cutting out, Ness.
1: I was saying, what you trying to find out? How many what?
7: Uh, how many superstars had another fight in another country? That's all I'm saying. It's cool, like I don't think people understand what I'm saying. I'm cool with uh, you know what I'm saying uh, uh, us having a, a, a fighter go over into another country, like like uh, Stephen Fulton did. I had no problem with that. But I'm talking about when you got two American superstars, like like Devin in a, a tank. And you want to ship them overseas that's not good i don't i don't find that to be but, good for, the, but, for the but, but,
12: sorry, listen, don't. but
1: listen like that that's that's literally thriller manila two american superstars in their prime when boxing was like the like like uh his excellency said right, right Number well, 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 one. Like when bo- it, no no it, no 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 you have to listen and let that digest oh, comprehend when boxing was the number one sport in America, Thriller in Manila still happened with two Americans. Now, you're complaining. Just think about your argument with this new with this new knowledge, right? Like, now you're complaining. When boxing's number 14, you're complaining that a fight's going to another country. But when it was number Whoa. one, with quote-unquote I, – I, I, Bill Haney came on this show earlier and said that I'm being basically in, 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 in layman's turn, he said I was being disrespectful and Muhammad Ali cannot be compared to Floyd. The legend of Muhammad Ali cannot be compared. So we talk about Muhammad Ali and George Foreman going to another country, but you're still complaining about dudes that can't well, ever be look, Muhammad look, look, Ali look,
7: look, or George look, Foreman. Look at this. Is the, is the landscape of boxing the same as it was yesterday? You might have cut out now.
1: No, I'm here. I'm just saying. I mean, I, I don't uh, yeah, know.
7: No, I'm, I'm, this is a simple question. Is, is the landscape of boxing the same as yesterday? No, it isn't. I don't get it. It,
1: it, it, it,
7: it does more harm in today's landscape. I'm How telling you. It does sweat. more harm. How? When,
1: when it's obviously doing more good we needed, because boxing, we Because We need it more now than we did then. Can't you see? The, Back then, it was number one. So we, certainly but there was a larger now. audience.
7: There was a larger audience back then. Like you said, boxing was the number one sport. Boxing is not the number one sport in today in today's landscape. It's not. But to, not even but an American the, sport. That's the point. How, but but what you want to do is
1: you're not listening to my point. How can you argue that what we're doing today is wrong when we did it thirty years ago when this sport was number one? So if your argument would have to be
7: times ten back then. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's not the number one sport. It's not, and, and, and you're doing harm by not growing the audience where where you should be growing the audience to have it become the number one sport again. I'm sorry, you like there's no way you had these big fights and you think they're going to reach the casuals outside. No, it, it's not going to happen. I'm telling you it's not. Man,
1: boxing is bigger than America, champ. It's just bigger than that. But
7: America. it's not, I'm mean, I not even saying just in America. Even in the UK, it still won't, still won't happen. Like, bro, I'm telling you, pretty soon people are going to start complaining in the UK that, like, oh, why is this 5v5 going on over there and not in the UK? I'm telling you. You crazy, bro. They not, right now. they
1: not complaining because, again, your post has created a lot of data. This comments. Dudes in the UK are happier than us because it's early for them. They don't got to be up at 3 a.m. But, look, that was the bell, and I got N.O. right there. But you kidding me? I like that new time too. I wake up, eat breakfast, watch boxing. I'm 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 with it. I'm with it all day. Um NO you dropped off. Chin. All right, we're going out to Malcolm. While we wait for him to connect, go ahead and smash that thumbs up. Help a brother out. Give me some visibility. Mac, you got to unmute. Malcolm on Twitter. You have to unmute in order to be... Heard, my friend. All right. That didn't work. So we got Mike. What up? Bo Rogers. Excuse me. Bo Rogers. What up?
11: Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, I think uh, Peel he might, I think you know, I, I could believe it. I don't believe Devin really wanted to fight him right now because um, uh, he could have fought him when he tried to get the uh, fight with uh Barbosa, but decided to go fight Regis after Teo decided he was coming back. I could believe that. Then um, uh, when Devin did, y'all didn't really say too much about it when um. Uh, Devin dropped his uh, New Year resolution for uh, 2023, and he wanted to fight uh, Lomachenko and then move up and get the thing. He didn't have none of those guys that he had been calling out except for Lomachenko, but he wanted people to think that he was trying to fight Tank. So I didn't really see. So I could believe what T.O. saying. Basically what I'm looking at. I don't believe Devin really wanna like even right now, he ain't got no fight. And I believe Devin just wanna fight the people that he picked to fight because he know what their weaknesses are and stuff. And uh I believe somebody like Sandor Martin, he could beat Sandor Martin, but I don't know if he believes in himself. so I don't know if Bill really believes in him. They wanna you know, they wanna fight some flat foot Mexicans, like they try to say tank wanna do all the time. But uh that's what they're looking for really. I don't think you really want to fight none of the guys. He should be easy right now, putting the pressure on Matisse to get in the ring. And uh TO I don't TO just trying to sell his fight. That's what he doing. But his like I told you the other one, like it's a case of one scared, the other one glad he's scared. And uh, you know, and when it comes to the um the tank the tank fighting over in uh, Saudi Arabia um, I'd rather take the fight in Vegas. You know, I don't really care, really. Like, I'm going to watch the fight regardless, but I don't want everything going up out of America. Shipping, that's just what's going on in America today. Everything gets shipped across the and now we over here struggling and looking stupid, and they got all the jobs and stuff, so you know, that's just my take on everything. Y'all might look at it differently, you know, but... uh that's just what I that's what I look at, This. All
1: right, champ, appreciate you. Um yeah, real quick, I do want to uh announce that uh Dimitri Salida has struck a deal with 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 Mat not Mantrum, but the zone. So he gets to have his cards uh on the zone, man. Uh that means more boxing for us. We'll have some live DeZone boxing February twentieth. Coming to you live from Detroit, Michigan. It's going to be two-time USBA title heavyweights. uh, Excuse me, title fights. It'll be Andres Holmes Jr. battles uh, Marlon Harrington. And uh, I've never heard any of these guys. Let's be real. But that's what TV does. Gives these guys opportunities. We'll see what Uh, Salida gets to do with his, you know, newfound television time that he's receiving from DAZN. Um, I wasn't even following Salida. Let me go ahead and give him a follow. My bad, champ. But, um, yeah, man. Shout out to DAZN, though. They definitely giving... Actually, I do know Andre Holmes, Jr., I'm pretty sure we seen him before on showbox. Pretty sure. But you know, Salita needed this. He hadn't yo, he hadn't had a TV deal in a minute. I mean, he got a couple dates on Showtime back when, you know, we had Odo Valine yeah. on there and, and Jermaine Franklin, but you know, those were like
18: few. Hey, Matt. good morning, Neski nice. or good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, sir.
1: All right, my bad. I don't know what went on the first time when I was in here. As soon as you, uh, as soon as you put me on a platform, I stopped being able to hear you. Uh, You don't, don't sound the best right time. now. Are you on a Bluetooth or
18: something? I am. Yeah, it don't sound the greatest, but Yeah, let me. You know. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Alright, so uh, like I was going to say, uh, great interview. I had to get a guy follow. Uh, Alan Garcia was, right? Yeah. Kid Kansas. Yeah, Kid Kansas. He seemed, yeah, he seemed like a good dude, so I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him fight on the undercard. Um, as far as this Tiofimo claiming Devin Haney is avoiding him, I believe that. Um, I think there's a difference between avoiding somebody and Ducking them though. I think what Shakur did was ducking Devin Haney, but I think Devin Haney maybe just understands, or if not Devin, Bill understands that Teofimo is the uh, guy he's on the collision course with, and that needs to be the undisputed fight. Um, so I don't really have a problem with, with them uh, postponing that fight for now. Uh, I'm actually a little upset with Tiafimo fighting Jermaine Ortiz. I think that's a terrible fight, but I don't think it's his fault. (gasps) Uh, Maybe just some top-right political BS going on. Terrible why. So um, Jermaine Ortiz has never fought at 140, and... He's just going to get a shot at the, he's going to leapfrog everybody at the 140 pound division and get a title shot. And that's okay?
1: I mean, when you put it that way, no, because that's exactly why I don't want Navarrete to get a title shot at at Shakur. So,
18: yeah. Navarrete is a champion, at least, though.
1: Uh, he just ain't no threat to me for Shakur, and it's a waste of my fucking time.
18: Oh, okay. Well, that's dismissive, but I guess I understand it. I see the style mismatch. But, um, I also want to chime in on the, uh, I want to get some hate off on His Excellency, man, because y'all been giving him a lot of credit. Y'all see a, a man with a boatload or a mountain load of money, and a passion for boxing, two, I see a two, mountains. Man. Two, mountains. two mountains, two mountains, two mountains, two mountains, eight mountains, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, he definitely rolling in dough, but yeah, and no, I don't respect that, I see a man who see a, a business opportunity, and he's trying to, he's trying to get in in the boxing world and take it over, so you could say, oh, well, how is he uh, looking at it as a business opportunity he's paying all these people this money he's probably not gonna get a return but that's just immediately all businessmen understand that they may not turn a profit in the did first you hear few the years. interview so I think he just... No I didn't I heard the part I heard why the little do clip do with that? That Floyd why do Mayweather y'all do that why do y'all do
1: that? Why do y'all do that? Like why do how, we do what? How can you guys have these passionate opinions without like without the, the, the full Information like if you listen to that interview, I bet you, you won't you won't have this. You have to listen to that interview entirely too. But there's no way.
18: I just saw him do it with golf, Ness.
1: Bro, there's no way you can listen to that interview. I don't watch golf. I watched that interview. There's no way you can listen to that interview and think you are watching an opportunist. What it sounds to me, again, because you ain't watch it, I'll, I'll paraphrase for you, sounds like a very faithful man to not only his religion but to his king and prince is being given a last dying wish. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's not dying. But to me, he's given his last dying wish because they're so wealthy, the king, they're given one of their I hope I'm saying it correct by saying servants or whatever, you know, one of their leaders, but he's under the king. He's being blessed by the king. It is Turkey Al-Sheik's passion for the sport, but it is the king's money. And because I believe he is dying or very ill, as he made it clear, they 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 on some, look, man, do what you want. This is your last dying wish where well, we're going to help you bring it come 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 true because we got the money to do so. But I, we, I don't see the opportunists. I, I, it just ain't there. If you listen to that interview, you see you got a dude that really likes the sport and that knows the sport, not just some rich man throwing money trying to get tourism. It's a dude that knows the sport. Again, go listen, and you'll see. They ask him who he likes. And he mentioned mad fighters, right? Because they didn't pick the right one. He's letting them guess. But then he even said, when when they when they say, so is it Floyd? He's like, go listen to his answer. This is not a because again, why would you shit on Floyd if you're an opportunist? Well then, you know, the biggest opportunity in boxing is to work with Floyd. He's just the biggest draw to this day. So I, I just don't believe nothing that you said. You ha you guys gotta listen to this interview. The fact that y'all keep trying to like you not the first one, so I'm sorry I'm 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 so passionate about it, but it's like dudes keep calling in here to villainize this guy without fucking listening to the video. It's like how how do you call him an opportunist? How do you call him all these names? You ain't even watched the fucking interview. You ain't even listened to his words so. to at least get an interpretation of his personality. Nothing. Nothing. Y'all just like, oh, yeah, nah. He's some rich right. dude trying to, trying to take, take advantage. Like, bro, at least it's only like
18: 10 minutes, if that. Well, I'll respect that, and off your word, I'll go watch that interview. But I will, I will concede that the little part where Floyd Mayweather's name is mentioned and his answer was, of course, not. And I ain't gonna. I don't even know what the question was. I don't know none of that. But I do feel like there's no positive question. The that question can be was asked about boxing. The question was what? Who's
1: your favorite fighter? And 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 he has every right to say that Floyd Mayweather is absolutely not his favorite fighter. He could double down. He could. He but could he use didn't say word. that. He said, "Of course not." Exactly. Is what's the difference? Is is uh, Of course not. What you not. mean? What's the difference? Of one not. is shady and one isn't. No, uh, saying of course not and and absolutely not. They both the same shit.
18: They are they are letting you know that no, that man is say, not my favorite fighter. If you fighter. asking me if I'm a, if I'm a fan of boxing and you ask me am I a fan of Floyd Mayweather, the answer is not. Of course not, Ness. Well, his That's not the answer. His answer was No, I think his answer was of course not, right? No boxing fans answer to are you a fan of Floyd Mayweather should be of course not. Why not? No Why not? Why not? Why not? Stop putting Floyd on this pedestal. The same reason why no basketball fans' answer should be shouldn't be of course not. To are they a fan of LeBron James? Nah, you the can't same do that. Way no football can't do that. Fans can't do that because yeah, those the same. No, it's no 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 no
1: it's not yeah. no it's not. In those sports, LeBron got to play against everybody. Floyd didn't. Stop. Come on, man. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. How
18: how Floyd didn't play against everybody? Come on,
1: we're not going down that street. But we we both know. How old are you? Yeah, how old let's not are you? go down how old are you? that street. How I'm older? 33. 33. Well, you probably I'm 33. You probably don't know cuz I got 11 years on you. You probably don't know, but you you know it's easy to research that Floyd avoided at least 3 fighters in his career.
18: Oh my god, stop it with that. I'm not All anyway. Right. All right. So I'll, I'll, so I wait want, a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute. You got the
1: nerve to call in here and and, and say that what <laughs> Tio saying got some truth. But 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 we can't we can't we can't even fathom that the great Floyd could have avoided some fighters. But you claiming the
18: to you know, saying and I'm some tired truth. of y'all saying to get a bad rap. The only people who say to got a bad rap is the people who give him the bad rap. Y'all gotta stop saying that. Every time I see him, I see a man who's great in the ring, and I see a man who's nothing but trying to be positive and inspirational outside of the mm. ring.
1: Y'all, so uh, the so if the him and his team ask for twenty million? Rap,
18: Are Devin Haney proponents? Those are the only people.
1: Mac, did Tio's team ask for twenty million? Yes or no? I'm not part of Tio's team. I don't know. Brother, did you see the video? Read the quote that got transcribed from the video. Have you? Do you have any knowledge of the public knowledge? Twenty million dollar fucking offer. Okay, so you oh, want to play though? No, you,
18: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: I know it's cool. No, we ain't I'm not play, playing. Dub. I mean, you, talking you sound about the like video it. <clears throat> you sound like it. This is what I'm saying. Why we can't have the same energy? So, 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 TO ain't ducking, but he go from four million to ten million to twenty million, and Floyd also ain't duck, but he ain't fight. Uh, Margarito, right? He ain't fight. Who else am I missing here? Paul Williams. Uh, And there's one more. It's going to come to me. But, you know, don't let these fools, these liars lie, bro, because that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, to compare Floyd to LeBron, when LeBron doesn't close his eyes and you know, get to do eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and pick who the fuck he fights or, excuse me, plays against. He plays against the fucking best. Like, I may not watch them sports, but we know that. We know that that you can't manipulate who's in the championship. You know what I'm saying? Exactly what people call it in the day saying, oh, T.O.'s fighting a dude that shouldn't get an opportunity. That's manipulating who gets a championship. That ain't what LeBron was doing. That ain't what Jordan was doing. You understand? So don't be out here trying to call Floyd the motherfucking Jordan or LeBron of boxing. Fuck out of here. Y'all dudes be terrible, man. You see, that's why motherfuckers don't like me, because I keep that same energy. And as soon as it's time to talk about Day fighter, it's time to bail. You no longer a Nest friend, because he's like, damn, that same shit he was popping, now he got to talk about my fighter, and I don't like that. Yeah, but well, you're going to have to learn it like it. Y'all crazy. Two-faced it Weird It's unfair
6: TBV What happened man? Another
1: day Another podcast
6: D.I.G. D.I.G. Hey um First off Let me say shout out to Baldy I ain't forgot you champ I know some A lot of times I ain't said your name But shout out to Baldy I ain't gonna never forget you Uh shout out to Salida And DaZone Linking up You know what I'm saying That should be some good shit Right there Uh as far as T.O., man, T.O., do it. They, the they go to third They go to
1: third one. Technically, Amir what? Khan. Floyd Mayweather made a fucking poll. He the king of ducking. He just did it to Ryan. He made a poll. Who should I fight? Should I fight Amir Khan or Devin Alexander? Motherfucking (laughs) Amir Khan wins. And who he fights? Andre motherfucking Berto. No, that ain't a duck because his name is Floyd Mayweather and we love him and we can't break him down. Man, shut the fuck up. And he ducked Paul Williams, WBO champ. He ducked Margarito. They offered him 8 fucking million for Margarito. He said no. So then what did Paul come? Paul came up from Atlanta, Georgia, some fucking way, beat the shit out of Margarito with hand wraps and all right? And then called out Floyd in the fucking post fight on HBO. And what did Floyd do? Ignore him. Who was Paul with? Al Heyman. Fuck out of here. They're going to say, oh no, well, well, he was with Al, so Al would have gave it to him if you were. No. Fighters fight. And a fighter got to say yes. So that's three I remembered in a matter of a couple minutes. Fuck out of here. Talking that weird shit like no, Floyd ain't never dug nobody. Man, kick fucking rocks. Fought Baldemere old ass for no goddamn reason other than belts, right? But then he tells Tank to tell you dumb fools, belts don't matter. I'm sorry, champ.
6: I pretty it's LG shout. <laughs> I um uh, what was it? Oh yeah. TO do your thing, bruh. Uh you know, the mo these fighters these days do a lot more talking than actually fighting. So I ain't even tripping, shot. If you watch this boxing shit long enough, y'all should grasp this stuff. Like, stop putting so much into these fighters, man. Uh let me ask about is Tank and Haney, is they is that a definite now or not?
1: Definite that the, the, the Turkey al His Excellency Turkey al wants to make the fight and is willing to pay for the fight for 2024. You know, is Tank and his cool, team going to say yeah? Because it's really all on... See, again, don't be blind. Who hasn't been to Saudi? Tank. Who hasn't been invited to Saudi? Tank. Who hasn't been flown out to Saudi? Tank. Who has the... Who is Turkey Alashik's name? Who, who name he said out his mouth that he want to fight in Saudi? Devin's. Who he flew out? Right. Devon. Who else he flew out? Devin the whole fucking family. So guess what? I, guess what? I he want a- Devon to fight Tank. So if we don't get Devon yes. Tank, it's cause Tank and Al Heyman don't want the goddamn fight.
6: And I and I, I'm with you on that shout. I'm with you. So I, I want to say shout out to Turkey man because. I mean, we, we, we be crying about these fights not happening. And now we got somebody with a boatload of money, probably a, a damn ship load of money that want to give us the fight. I personally don't care where the fuck the fight is. Tank came and fought in Atlanta. I went and saw that fight, so I saw Tank. I saw Eureka's Gamboa. I saw Money Mayweather. I saw all the motherfuckers that came down to Atlanta. Shout out to that fight. So, wherever it's at, it don't matter. I'm watching that shit. So, we can't cry about where it's at and then... We're going to stay over here with Bob and Al and, and Design and the rest of these motherfuckers. That ain't giving us the fight. The man got the money. Take the fights over there. I don't give a damn. I'm going to watch the motherfucker. Because at the end of the day, I want the fight. I don't care who paying. I don't care where the money coming from. Make the goddamn fight. So shout out to Turkey, man. And for T.O., once again, if you really want that 10, 20, however many million you want, go holler at Turkey. He the one that goddamn paying, shout out. Man, that's my call. I'm out the camp, man. Y'all stay up. Shout out to Baldy. Now, I don't want Turkey to be spoiling these dudes neither,
1: man. Come on, man. $20 million is just insane. Like, Terrence Crawford went 36 years of life. 36 years of life. 36 years of putting in work. You know what I'm saying? However many times as a professional, however many belts he won, and then made $20 million off a motherfucking, you know, fight, like... We can't just be rewarding motherfuckers with 20 million because they want to be hard at the negotiation table every goddamn time, asking for absurd fucking numbers. Again, man, yo, we got to have standards, bro. We can't be letting these dudes just say and do whatever. Huang, what up?
10: Yo,
19: whoa, what's good? What's good? What's good? You got me? All right. So, man, you know what? T.O. My bad, I was washing my teeth, brush my teeth. T.O., man, it's just hard. It's hard to say anything when we are dealing with T.O., man, because he, he's such a fucking mental loose cannon, right? And uh, here's the thing I, I, I learned, I, I figured out, because I've been saying this from day one. I truly believe... That Teal can beat Devin. I just don't think Devin Devin got what it takes to beat Teal. Just Teal's certain, he's certain people's kryptonite. You know what I'm saying? And until he beats Teal, I'm not gonna believe it. But I have learned this about Bill Haney and them. They're not bullshitters. You know what I'm saying? They're not playing these games. You know, they really trying to make fights happen. You know, I, I don't know anybody that's walked away from a fight with them and was like, all them dudes, you know, they were trying to make all these fucking funny-ass deals and that, and that. Nah, everybody made money. You know what I'm saying? And so that that's where I'm at with that. But I do want to say something about the turkey a la shake thing. Here's the thing, man, with the Floyd Mayweather thing. Because someone is not your favorite boxer that everybody considers great. Does it doesn't mean, like, I got to fucking like the dudes. I'm going to give you an example where Eminem... Or, or it doesn't it. mean that you're a bad guy. Just because everybody likes the color
1: red and you don't now, you, you know, you, you're a bad guy? Like, because the man didn't say he liked Floyd or didn't answer it the way that he liked. The dude's a bad guy. This, this
19: is weird. Yeah, he's a bad boxing fan. That's what he is to everybody. Oh, he's a bad boxing fan. You know? And, and, and I want to use this example because... Back when I was like, you know, in my early 20s, right? I couldn't stand Eminem. I, I can't listen to that shit, right? And, but she's like, man, why are you hating on I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me tell you something. In my opinion, top five MCs out of all the MCs, top five. You know why? The boy's skilled. The boy's bad. You can't take that away from him. But I'm not gonna get in my, I'm not gonna walk out my trap, get in my slab, turn the key, and all of a sudden, two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside. That's some corny ass shit to me. You see what I'm saying? So And and I use that example because... because
1: <laughs> you terrible.
19: You could have found I'm a better Eminem
1: song to jump in the slab.
19: That's my whole point. You can't just do that. I could put it on any pop song and get in the slab. You see what I'm saying? That's just me. But I'm not going to say because I don't like his style and I don't like his music that he's not great. Top five MC, if you ask me right now. Shit, he might even be top three. Certainly. I'm not going to deny agree. him. I agree with you. And I use that example because if the shake says he's not my favorite boxer, now he's a bad boxing fan, <laughs> man. To me, you know, we got personal, we all got personal reasons for why we like people. And that's that's just where I'm at with that. I you know.
1: Nah, I hear you, champ. Believe me, I hear you.
19: My bad, that was a bell, huh?
1: Yeah, nah, you good. I'm actually trying to see could I get Samson on. I don't know. I think I'm starting to feel he ducking me. He better be busy.
19: Nah, Samson, get on. Oh, it's another thing. You know what? Man, what was I going to tell you? I was thinking about it. Oh, Bill. You know what? Bill, that's one thing I respect about Bill. He come on, you know, you got these social media sites. Bill does them all. Aki TV, the, the Blue Bloods, he does all that. And it's just like right now in the mainstream media. The mainstream media is like putting their narrative on the war in Gaza, right? But then if you go online, that's another thing. You're getting the real shit on the online media. And that's what Ness, Blue Blood, all them guys, Ego, whoever the fuck, all them dudes, they bringing you, the people's coming to their channels. You know what I'm saying? They ain't Fox and all the networks, and that's why I respect Bill. And they got to stop hating on him. You know, where's Teofimo's dad at? Why he don't come on TBV? TBV, literally, you, you tell me TBV not divorcing people, you fucking crazy. You ain't nobody going to any other channels. Like they coming to TBV, and I mean boxes. Who's coming on here? Angelo Leo, all the boxes we see on Pro Box, they ain't coming on their motherfucking channels. TBV is where they coming. So tell Tio and his dad to bring they bitch asses to TBV and and spill the fucking beans. This is where the real fans at. That's it. Let me finish getting ready for the day. <laughs> TBV like. Yo, to you still in Kazakhstan? Yeah, I'm gonna go do my nikama. We'll get married in like two hours.
1: Oh wow. Congrats, bro. Appreciate that.
19: Appreciate that. All right, y'all. Love you, man. Love you all y'all. TBB family, man.
1: Let's go. Let's go. What do we got? Who is up? Who is next? Let me see if we got any super chats. Last call for callers. Now is the time if you're on the landline, our phone number. Don't forget, you do have to hit that one button one time. That gives me the indication that you're ready to rock and roll. Looks like we got... Okay, I see you high and low, Sports centrum. He said, yo, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 go ahead and become a member, but I'm going to see your prospect level and raise you the champ level. Shout out to High and Low Sports Centrum that became a champ. The champ is here. The champ is here. The champ is here. Champ is here. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Um, What else we got? We got Jonathan Lambarena that says, Did you see Matchroom in Queensberry agreed to make the five versus five with Turkey out of Sheik? That man making it happen. Golden Boy and PBC tripping, not getting involved. I absolutely seen that. They actually signed it, you know. Um, nah, bro. I just hope Al Heyman takes the Sheik's. Invite, right? He said, brother, let's do business. You know what I'm saying? If Al isn't bad for the sport, he will contact him. It's just that simple. You know, if you truly aren't bad for the sport, you're going to contact Turkey el Sheet. There's, there's no reason that you wouldn't. But $2 Super Chat says, welcome Jumaine Ortiz with the glove emoji. Okay, doubling down on that spelling. We got uh, Dexon, I think maybe it's Dexon, $5, celebrating his fifth Super Chat on, on a live stream. Teal ducked three times. First time, he asked for $10 million. Second time, he ducked Devin, went to Cambosis. Third time, he asked for $20 million. I mean, what else can you say? Tell me about it, bruv. Tell me about it. Uh, High and low sports centrum salute two more dollars. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what is Roma and if that was misspelled. But he says Roma was hated by mediocre case. that's why it was great I don't know I don't think you I think you was driving when you wrote that one champ but the next one says the boxing voice only for friends to go high and then after that modern king boxing two more dollars he says we popping bottles with bottle popping cork emojis Jumaine spell it his way with the glove emoji for the win Kerry G. 5 says, Devin fighting Adrian Broner is the equivalent of Floyd fighting Shane Mosley for this era. So, that fight should not be criticized, in my opinion. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can't let you do that. Floyd fought Mosley off Mosley's greatest win of his second half of his career, which was Margarito. He destroyed Margarito. That isn't what Broner did. Broner... Fought like Williamson Hutchinson or some shit like that. Yeah, not the same. It is not the same. We got Ronnie
20: Phoenix. What's going on, man? How you doing, man? I just jumped on, brother. I didn't even know what the show was about. I just seen the title proof. Yeah, I'm mean, working nights over here right now, so my whole schedule's fucked up, man. Looks like I missed a good show earlier. Then you guys talking about Tank Davis and. And Haney, I'll, I'll have to replay it right now. I'm going to go back and I'll listen to that throughout my night right now. But uh, what, what's the topic right now? What was the, the proof about with uh, the... T.O. claims, T.O. is claiming
1: that, that Haney has ducked him now three times and then he showed proof of an email between himself and the, let's say, CEO of uh, Madison Square Garden that was willing to talk and negotiate of a potential fight with Devin and T.O.
20: okay uh yeah i don't know bro <laughs> i don't think uh devin's ducking no no smoke you know what i'm saying so that might just be uh did he show any proof
1: uh i mean or he dele- he, about- he deleted the tweet and he was receiving heavy criticism on twitter because people were insinuating that the email was fake because it had said 3 hours ago but it was supposed to be like months ago um also you know, he claims that this negotiation took part place during failed negotiations with Devin, but I, I don't really know of any failed negotiations with Devin and Regis.
20: Yeah. All right, yeah. I don't know. You're saying uh he was a smart dude though, bro. You saying? he knows how to keep his out his name in the in the mix no matter what. You mean in all publicity is good publicity, bro? So you gotta give him that one, you know what I'm saying? Cause he's always keep his name in the mix no matter what. But uh I think it's Cap. <laughs> my opinion. But um, yeah, and that's that's it, bro. I just to keep the show going, bro. I heard you saying last call for alcohol over here. Yeah, Bye. champ, appreciate hey. you. Yes, sir. Like always, brother, you have a good one. Appreciate you.
1: All right. Uh shout out to all my third shift rocking out with us. We going out to a new caller in, I don't even know where this is, 506. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
0: Uh, new Brunswick, Canada. What's up, miss?
1: Oh, New Brunswick, Canada. Okay, I heard New Brunswick. I automatically assume New Jersey, but this is Canada. What's going
21: on? No, no, no. Not much, not much. What's your name? Hey,
0: I just want to say that, uh, oh, my name is Alex. Alex, talk to us. No, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I was hearing somebody earlier, but uh, talking about that they didn't like that the fights were being outside. I don't know about you, but like every time I watch a fight in Wembley Stadium, it, it's some of the craziest atmospheres that I've found that I've seen in boxing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like I'm 25 years old, so I didn't watch boxing for the past 30 years or whatever. Pretty new to boxing, but like at, like people, I don't think understand that it's a risk reward game. Like people are. The fighters and the promoters aren't going to take too much of a risk if, if there's not a reward on the other side, and that—that's the money, that's the future, future value that they're going to get from fighting whoever, whoever the fuck they're going to be fighting next. Like, I don't know. To me, it's crazy. Like, it, and like, like you said, the Ali versus Foreman fight—that was outside the U.S. Like, I don't know if it's like only people in the U.S. that think that it's like really good to keep boxing only there, but it's just not. Like, it's just not <laughs> the money. The, the more money there is in boxing, the better it is for actual boxing things. I, I don't know. To me, it's crazy. To me, it's crazy. I I, I love Floyd, by the way. So I don't. Know. I don't know. That that's uh, it's interesting that you don't like him. I, I,
1: oh, he, I never if, said I don't, I don't that, like that, him. I I I love him. I'm oh, just okay, you know, okay, okay. I just I just do believe that there was fights that he didn't give us that he could have given us.
0: That that I actually do think that he 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 is my fight my, like literally my favorite fighter. But I do believe like even when he fought Pacquiao. Like, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's where the risk reward comes in. Like if you would have fought Pacquiao 10 years ago, it was a way bigger risk for a way lesser reward. that That's like the part people I don't think really understand, but maybe I'm just completely off as well. But yeah, I appreciate the time. That's big, big fan as well. Appreciate you, champ, man. Thank
1: you. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, super max over here going to the well for this. Mosley is. Broner shit, bro. I'm not even gonna Google that shit, but I know Mosley was a fucking champion. He beat Margarito for the WBO. Like, stop, man! It's not the same. It's no lo mismo, no lo mismo. (laughs) Like, stop, for real, bro. Yeah, terrible. Um, numbers. What up? (laughs)
22: Hey, my check, my check. One, two, one, two. What's going on, Ness? How you doing, man? Chilling, man. Putting in that hey, work. Uh, I, was you, stopp- I feel it. I feel it. I see it. Um, yeah. Shout out to the back call, man. I don't know what the fuck happened today, but shout out to the back call. Um, on the topic with uh, Tell Fimo, man. I mean, how much of it is negotiating and leveraging and how much of it is just straight-up, straight, straight up like, clown shit? You feel me? Like, straight-up, like, like just trying to get under people's skins and whatnot because, uh, you know, it, it, I fuck with Teal, but it, it's hard to defend him sometimes. But with the screenshots that he, he released earlier today, I don't even know who to trust, right? Like, I don't even know who to believe. I just wanna make it happen. I just wanna see it happen. Like all this back and forth on Twitter gets entertained to a point, but I just wanna see the fights get announced. And with Tail FEMA, I think he's just getting, you know, keeping his name on his loop on the loop, which I don't you know, I don't mind. You know, I, I can't hate him for it, but Ness uh I wanna ask you, bro, like do you would on this Adrian Broner, Sandor Martin, like who would you take Adrian Boner for Haney before Sandor Martin? I feel like he has to do Sandor Martin first. And if he's going to get... I mean, to, technically, you know,
1: technically he doesn't have until... De- hes He's got to do Sandor before December of this year. So, you know... Oh, this year? Okay. Yeah. So cause... it can happen. Oh, yeah.
22: Okay, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it, man, because if they're going to keep icing him out, he might as well... Go and take care of these old heads and retire them and get the publicity for it. Like at the end of the day, that would only help his leverage and get him more um, name recognition. So I ain't mad at it. I mean, the last time we seen Broner, he didn't look too good, but you know, if this is his retirement, then you know, it's going to be entertaining. Like I pay to watch that fight. I don't know what, you know, I know some people don't like the spectacle of it, but the p- same people who don't like the spectacle of it, uh, they like to. Uh they'll pay for the Jake Paul K sci fi. You know, I don't know what them Brits are doing over there. You feel me? Like they 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 seem mad sensitive today, but um, you know, that's just my that's just my two cents less. Uh another thing I had in my uh head on top of my head, man, is uh so was Bill Haney like I, I couldn't read the tone of his interview, bro. Was he upset? Like or maybe did I came in too late for the interview, like did he feel disrespected by some way? Because I, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful personally.
1: Uh, I don't think he took any disrespect to anything you said. I think uh, um, CYP was the one where, you know, the only one where he said, like, all right, well, we can't talk. Then if you can't respect that, you know, he wants you to address his excellency turkey out of the sheet
22: yeah oh, so and we got we got into that in the back call but you know I will wait for that another day that's really not even the main topic but I mean you know really listen bro listen
1: bro <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. difficult for anybody in that back call to understand uh because they don't want to take themselves out of their box there, are, you said it yourself on your previous call. Like, there's just certain titles for royalty. That's just it. Just goes that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to um, abide by that, that's cool. You know, it's on you. But, but it's also they're not
7: gonna fuck with you. No, yeah.
1: but 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 again, you don't wanna abide by that. That's cool. But then also, you can't get mad at people that don't respect you now moving forward because you. Right, you the one, right. you the one being um, immature. Oh, I can't call no one his excellency.
22: Okay, right, like that's up, like that somehow takes away your manhood Exactly you they, you giving someone that It's, like, it's, 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 behavior,
1: it's some weird shit, but hey, man, you know to each his own, bro. Uh, yeah,
22: yeah. Shout out, that's hardest, hardest working man in boxing, man. Shout out TV, y'all know what to do, bro. Stay up.
1: Um, Adrian.
8: What up? Hey, what's up, Ness? I appreciate you, man. It's inevitable. It's D Block, D Town, D City, D Ville, Baltimore. Thanks. Can you hear me, Ness? Perfect. I appreciate it, man. I want to. I want to give a big shout out to Saudi Arabia. I've been so excited, man. So excited. Man, I am mean, I talking about these Saudis, man. They know what's up, man. They know about that bread. They're breaking that bread, and they're giving PBC Mr. Wahid Davis a gift. We're giving you a gift, my brother. We coming down and telling you we want to make the fight that your that your own side don't want to make because they're not ready, or, your, or or something's up. Something is fucking up. It don't it don't make any sense, man. They've been ducking and dodging the dream Haney this long and now they capping about, Uh, they they talking shit about now it ain't enough money with an A-side. Well, guess what? Fuck that. You're not Floyd Mayweather, Waheed Davis, and you'll never be Floyd Mayweather. You are a protege of what he wanted you to be, but at the end of the day, you don't know how to follow the plan. You upset the card. Now you got Floyd out here with Ryan Garcia. You got Floyd out here doing his own thing. Waheed, you need to listen and stop listening to those yes men and make the fucking fight happen for the people. The people are the ones that want to see the fight. What you got to say with that, Ness?
1: I mean, uh, again, when the news broke on Twitter, Tank tweeted whether he deleted it or not. I know that he tweeted, let's fucking go, when 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 the news broke that His Excellency was willing to pay to make that fight in 2024. So, you know, um, t- we want to tank the fight, Ryan. Whether, whether you are not part of that, or you are there were millions obviously that wanted that fight he fought it now people yep. are mad because he won we'll see does he take the devin fight but uh it sounds like
8: he will okay good it's about goddamn time and if it is true and it comes out with fast then i will applaud mr uh waheed davis i will make sure to, to stop dissing him just a little bit because at the end of the day, that's all we want. Revolution for Baltimore to stand the fuck up and see that all these people are trying to blind them, making the making up some bullshit. But if it happens, then that's another chapter in boxing that we could move on to. D-Block, D-Town, D-City, ville Baltimore, stand up.
1: All right, all right. Um... Okay, I think that's, uh-oh, Matador, what up? Hello? Yep. Yeah.
21: All right. All right, I got I to gotta say a couple things. Um. First of all, man, you're a straight shooter. This is why you're hated by a lot of boxers, to be honest. Like, some of these boxers don't fuck with you. Like, you don't pick sides, you pick facts. And that's hard for a lot of these YouTubers. Like, that's why I only really listen to you, like, your show, because all these other YouTubers, like, after listening for like 10 seconds, you already know who their favorite fighter is and who they're hating. But with you, it's like, you, you, you call out whatever it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like, besides listening to the interviews that, like, these big channels have, like, on a fighter, like, that's the only other thing I'll listen to. But as far as, like, these YouTubers that have, like, these special agendas and they got their favorite fighter and they got to protect this guy and this guy's ducking this guy because this guy sucks. Like, you're the only one that keeps it real. So I respect that about you. Thank,
1: thank you, brother. Listen, don't go away. That's Jose Benavidez. That's just me hard at work. Don't mean to cut your call, but I'm trying to get Benavidez on this show. Jose, what's oh, okay. going on?
2: I don't know if you see me, but I'm I a little see you. In here. But, I um, see you. I see you. You uh, can't turn the dome light work?
1: on? Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. But can, huh? could you turn the dome light on from the inside of the car? Can I turn his
2: eyes? Not giving a lot of light. <laughs> oh, oh okay. Go. Oh, it's better? Nah, no
1: worries. No worries. Better. Yeah, that's way better. Way better. So oh, how are you? Go. Go on so
2: go, I have a lighting guy here. <laughs> hey, Perfect. everything's going well, man. I just arrived here for Cyborg's fight tomorrow. Uh, super excited, man. I'm here now. For whose uh, fight? Cyborg. Cyborg. She's fighting oh, tomorrow. Oh, that's right. That's
1: Chris it. Cyborg. You're training her. Yes. That's right. That's yes. right. Wow. Wow. What weight class is that going to take place at? Because I know I've seen an interview where she says she's willing to fight Clarissa Shields at 47.
2: Yeah, 47. Yeah, you know, she she could do 147, uh, 154, pretty much. uh, I mean, whatever, whatever. uh, I mean, the the fights are exciting, you know, to be honest. Uh, I I, I think she could do whatever, you know. So I had
1: been stalking you because ever since the fight with Arthur Betterbeev and um, Callum Smith happened, I can't stop thinking about David. I feel like David could move up. Obviously, there's plans. I don't know if you've heard Turkey, Alashik, His Excellency, has thrown a lot of money into the sport. So, you know, David actually fighting better beef may not be able to happen anytime soon. But, I mean, as a trainer, you you feel your
2: son can beat him today, right? Well, you know, those are exciting fights. Those are very hard fights, uh, very dangerous fights. But at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create history, make history. And uh, the only way you're gonna do that is by fighting nothing but the monsters. I think Bethea is a great fighter, super strong animal, and uh, a very dangerous fight. I think everybody will. I mean, imagine now once you see David Benavidez against Bethea, man, everybody will go crazy. And that's what we want to do. We want to fight the guys that are on the top, Bethea be bold, and uh, the guys that bring a lot of excitement to the sport.
1: Who, I mean,
12: but
1: seeing Callum Smith land a double left hook. I automatically said, well, damn, if he landed a double, David could land four punches. How did you see that fight, and and can you envision David, you know, how how much better can you envision David doing
2: than Callum? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I watched the fight. I enjoyed the fight. I thought uh, uh, Callum Smith was doing really well. Uh, at first, I thought, oh, man, you know, he's going to get stopped, but then he adopted and. He started connecting with some good punches and you know he was there in the fight. Uh but at the end of the day I think Callum Smith's sober, you know. Uh he's not you know, I think he's what hitting his forties maybe, or something like that, you know. I think Better beer is also hitting his forties. So David's well, twenty six years old, you know. Callum is
1: younger, but uh definitely then, David is getting uh 38, excuse me. What is it? thirty eight
2: thirty thirty seven, thirty thirty eight, somewhere around there.
1: For for better beef. Not for, not yeah. for, not for Callum. Callum is a bit younger. I'll, I'll check it out now.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I think, you know, uh, uh David's only 26 years old. So if you can imagine, you know, uh, you know, I think the youth and, and the height and the motivation and, uh, and all that, I think can play to our, our, our part, you know, to our side. And, and, uh, I believe that David, you know, uh, has been proving himself and, I think that we're ready. We're ready to take those big challenges. Those are very uh, dangerous fights, like I said, but uh, those are the fights that we're trying to to give the people, fights that are exciting and fights that are going to make people happy.
1: Now, when watching that fight, specifically Callum versus Better Bev, were you just watching it as a fan or were you dissecting it? Because specifically, I believe in the (laughs) third round, Callum he slipped and countered six, seven to the body where better beef stopped, and then went backwards and, and, and didn't throw punches. He showed that he was hurt to the body. What was your thoughts in that moment? And, uh, yeah. do you feel David would have been able to capitalize and get the stoppage there when, when obviously better be retreated and tried to get his,
2: you know, compose himself? Yeah, for sure. No, uh, uh I was watching at both sides, you know, like a fan. And then I. Uh, I was starting too, and I wanted to see how better beer was gonna do, because I believe that yeah, there's a possibility that they we can fight. He even said that yeah, he'll fight Benavides. Uh, the one that said that he won't fight David is Bivol. He said, well, he doesn't have a belt. Why would I fight him? I don't think uh, ball wants to take that fight. So better beer, I think, would take that fight in a heartbeat. Uh, so I was watching him, and uh, he heard Colin Smith, and he went throwing some flurries, and all that, and then I think he tired. That's when he backed up, and I think, uh, man, you know, uh, it's, it's just the age sometimes. You know, the body wants to go, and I, I, I think that he's still strong. He's very dangerous, but age is uh, catching up to him.
1: So there's been some rumors breaking today that PBC is going to have their first pay-per-view. I believe this uh, the date is March 30th. Uh, is it going to be David? Have you gotten word when your son is back in the ring? What
2: are you yeah, expecting? No, no. Yeah, yeah, they, they uh we've been in talks right now. Uh they have yeah contacted me to 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 plan and see, you know, who's up there right now. I can't really say that right now, but yeah, no, no, they're they're working on it and uh we're excited and uh we'll fight anybody, anybody to be honest with you. Uh we wanna be in that first card. I think it's gonna be everybody's gonna be watching uh uh Amazon Prime, so I think it's it's a good thing. We finished uh showtime uh with david pay-per-view now we want to start a new era with uh amazon prime so that would be very special for us and and we're ready david's training super motivated uh and we're just waiting to see uh how that plays you know so uh we're working on it
1: uh as of now there's only been talks and reports of 12 to 14 dates um we don't know of any other dates or networks. So have you thought of the possibility of David possibly being an undercard fighter, or do you think the days of him being an yeah, undercard we, fighter we, are gone?
2: Nah, we, we don't care, man. You know, we don't care. We want to make history. We don't care if we're the last fight, the first fight, the undercard, whatever. We, we just want to stay active, you know, and, and wait for our time to come. You know, we're not rushing anything. We're ready. We're ready for whatever, you know, and if, people are not ready to fight us we got to stay active and and we got we'll fight anybody we'll keep proving ourselves and getting more experience uh at the end of the day you know what i tell people a loss in in your career david's undefeated you know he has a great record a loss in his record doesn't really matter as long as you come strong and you learn from it we're not thinking about losing so we're not afraid to lose our undefeated record you know just to give the fans what they want uh we got to stay active we got to keep continue. uh learning, getting stronger, and, and, and getting more experience, so uh, we don't care who we fight, uh, we just want to stay active. So, um,
1: what do you think is more realistic? Is Canelo May 4th more realistic for, for David, or or is it, you know, so anyone else?
2: No, I don't think that's realistic. Uh, uh, Canelo does not want to fight David, you know, uh, he says he's the king. He'll do whatever he wants with the WBC uh, and he's doing it. So at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't really focus on that. I'm tired of Canelo, 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 everywhere. I go Canelo, Canelo, Canelo. We want to fight him. You know, we even I spoke about taking the minimum and he can take everything, you know, that, that this will be his biggest fight in his whole career. He'll be making more money than he has he ever made in his career, and we're willing to take the minimum. We just want the opportunity to uh, face Canelo Alvarez, you know. And I know that after that, all the big fights are going to come. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. I think David's going to stop him, uh, and that's why he doesn't want to take the fight. But anything can happen. But we're willing to make that happen. Easy, easy negotiations. But at the end of the day, he doesn't want to fight David. He hasn't want to fight David for two years. He's the mandatory. uh, He's the interim champion and he's just trying to avoid him. So I don't I don't think soon. maybe if there's a big possibility, maybe September, but there's no way he's going to be fighting on May.
1: And with that same, I guess, thought process is how realistic is David Morrell?
2: That that's another fight that uh we've been trying to, you know, that fucking guy is talking a lot of shit, you know, uh all the time, man. You know, I I, I fuck, I wanna fucking punch him in the face too, man, to be honest, you know. Dude, you know, he says that David's scared. We're trying to fight these guys that are the monsters, man. We've been trying to get that fight with him, you know. Uh his uh promote, his manager, I mean his trainer uh said that he wasn't ready. What's his name? His uh trainer? Uh I uh Ronnie his trainer, Shields. Man. Johnny Shields, everybody knows he came out and he said that he wasn't ready for David. Uh, his management thinks that he's not ready for David. His managers uh, want to fight him because they want a big payday. You know, Luis de Cuba Sr. wants a payday with him, you know. He's the only one that wants to make that fight. But all the other guys don't don't, don't want to take that fight. So we're ready. We've been ready for David Morrell. I think David will stop him like in eight, eight, nine rounds, you know. He's a great kid. He's a, a very talented guy. But I just think with ten fights, I don't think he has experience of a professional fighter. You know, he did very well in the Olympics. Look at Boo. he was a two-time world, uh, two-time Olympian, a two-time world champion. And look what happened to him. You know, uh, this kid, you know, uh, is coming up. I think in a couple of years, he's going to be a very dangerous fighter once he starts getting more, uh, more uh, experience. And uh, but I'd rather fight him now because I think David can stop him now.
1: Mm. Um. It seems like Keller Plant is trying to angle for the Jamal Charlo fight, but that's also obviously a fight that David could have as a main event. Um, how realistic is that for this first quarter?
2: Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, we want to fight the dangerous fighters, you know? I don't think Charlo is a dangerous fighter. You know, uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be happy that David would fight Jamal Charlo, but we'll fight anybody, man. To be honest, for us... Uh, that's a. I mean, it's a good fight to stay active, to me, to be honest, you know. Uh, but we want to fight those fighters that are going to take you to the next level, you know. Uh, but, yeah, for sure, that's another great fight, like I said, uh, Jamar Charlo, you know. But I, I just don't think it's fair. I think David stops him, like, in four rounds, five rounds, you know, to be honest with you. But I, if there's nothing else, I mean, we'll take Murrell, we'll take uh, uh, Charlo. Did you see Christian Mobili on the undercard of Arthur Brederbeev and Callum
1: Smith, the guy, I, the Canadian? He's the number one challenger to David's interim.
2: Yes, I did see him. I never saw his fights. He looked spectacular. He looked strong, fucking good. You know, he's, uh, he's a great fighter, man. Uh, his skills are good. He's fast. He's a good counterpuncher. Uh, actually, I did enjoy that fight a lot. You know, his opponent, man, uh, came to fight, too, and he came to win, and... Uh, they gave they gave us a great fight. I think he's a great fighter. Uh, he has like 25 fights. I think he has experience enough. That, that's another great fight that that uh, uh, I mean that we can make. Uh, so so yeah, I, I like that guy. So
1: you also trained David, excuse me, uh, Diego Pacheco, and it was uh, reported today. My heart almost broke because I've watched Pacheco's entire career. And I know the fight that he's taking. I know the gentleman he's fighting, Sean McCallum, on April 6th, The Zone. He will be headlining Pacheco versus Sean McCallum. Have you watched Sean fight, or do you got to go watch
2: tape, or you know this guy no, no, already? No, no. I knew about him uh, before you guys, and that's why we decided to make that fight, you know. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, we just want to stay active. We want to fight. Uh, what we can, you know, and that's the name that was given to us. If you were to ask me now, we fucking want to fuck up Berlanga. That's what we want, you know, but that motherfucker doesn't want to take that fight. So we won Berlanga. We won Munguia. You know, we want those fighters that are more dangerous. I'm not saying that this guy is not dangerous, but at the end of the day, I think this will be a great fight. Imagine Munguia. Imagine Berlanga. That will be a great fight, you know, uh, and I think it's time for these guys to step it up and, and face the... Uh, Do the the real good fights. What what do you think is
1: going to happen in a year? Because if Canelo doesn't fight David this year, he's going to have two of your fighters as number ones, essentially. Diego is so close to a title shot. He's number two in the WBO. He's number uh, four in the WBC, number four in the IBF and number seven in the WBA. So he's ranked across the four sanctioning bodies, and in one of them, your son is the interim champion. I mean, what is the
2: plan? Well, we're going to take all the fucking belts. That's what we're trying to do. <laughs> oh, that's what, oh, shit, I don't know what happened here. Uh, how do I, hold on. We can hear you, though. Oh, yeah, I got you, I got you. So right. yeah, that, that, that's the plan. We're t- trying to take over the world. We're trying to take uh, either or, you know. Uh, it's going to take all the belts or half of the belts and, and see what happens. Uh, we still got a long way to go, so I don't really worry about that, you know. David's right there. So the plan is for David to get all those belts, uh, fuck everybody up, and move up to 175 and leave that spot for Diego Pacheco to fuck everybody up too. So we're, we're thinking about taking over on the 168 and 175s. Wow. Um... Pacheco has been on a
1: knockout streak. that is what sells it's easy to market he's mexican but uh does the knockout streak continue with sean he's a pretty slick fighter
2: sean is a great fighter it's a very slick fighter a uh a a guy with a lot of experience a difficult fighter but like i say you know i mean we have to keep continuing proving ourselves you know uh it's not an easy fight. It's not an easy fight at this level. No fight is easy. But I believe that uh, Diego could stop, him. could stop him. If not, we're ready to go to war. But, you know, uh, but those are the, the challenges that we need in life in order to get, get better.
1: Do you think that it'll come down to Diego having more experience in 10-round fights? Because this will be Sean's first 10-rounder
2: yeah um you know what styles make fights man to be honest with you uh i don't know man we're training hard for this fight and uh diego's uh having a little uh a little girl on the way uh little baby so he's super motivated you know so that's another thing that's in our side you know he's super motivated and he's uh working hard and uh I, I just think that you know he's, he's gonna he's gonna show the experience and he's maturing more and uh, you guys are gonna see a different uh, Diego Pacheco. Uh,
1: and also, you train uh, Rayo Jose Venezuela, Valenzuela. Valenzuela, um, he came out and had a great last fight for the end of the year, knocking out Chris Colbert, uh, winning knockout of the year for a lot of publications um what do you anticipate for him next when do you want to get him in the ring because you're still his manager
2: yeah uh, actually as a matter of fact that we just had a a discussion with him he'll be coming back in april uh uh somewhere around there uh, the first week of april or or but april is the target day for him uh also we are already looking for good fighters and you guys are gonna be surprised you know uh who's he going with you know I think uh, he's super motivated, too. You know, uh, I think he settled down, and uh, he matured a lot, and uh, he learned a lot from uh, his past experience. Uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy's a living now with him, too. He's in a good position. He got knocked out of the year. Uh, so he's super motivated.
1: Now, I had interviewed you before his fight, and you, you know, were staying away. You didn't want to do too much, but then you ended up being in the corner, and you ended up, you know, I seen you giving instructions. Um, yeah, so I guess everything worked out, and uh, will you continue yeah. to be in the corner giving instructions on fight night?
2: You You know what? Uh, he uh, called me. Uh, we, uh, we really haven't spoken for a while, you know. I love him like my son, you know. I, I adopted him kind of, you know. He was with us for a long time. I guided him to, to his whole professional career. We got him all the way to the top, and, you know, I was hurt. He was kind of upset, and, you know, finally we sat down, we talked, and uh, everything's going well. And uh, uh, I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't want to really go to his fight because I do not want to make him feel uncomfortable. And I didn't want to feel uncomfortable, but three weeks before the fight, we started talking, and we connected, we connected very well, and I was able to be on his corner. I was super happy to be in his corner. And uh, I let the the, the his trainer, uh, that the one that he was working with, and he's had he was the trainer that was working with him when he was little. So uh, I told him to go inside, you know. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I do what's best for the fighters, and I want them to be happy. So I think he's happy over there now. So why, why uh, change things, you know? I, I still manage them. I'm still going to manage them. I told him I would give him his contract if he wanted to, you know. He says, no, he wants me to continue managing him. So we're super good, super happy now, Uh, and everything's going well. There's been a lot of speculation of him potentially
1: getting the tank fight. Um, You just said we'll be surprised with what he gets. Is it that big?
2: (laughs) It's that big. It's that big. So uh, I think anybody will fight him now, you know. Uh, He has a name and he he has uh, two losses So anybody will jump in before nobody would want wanted to jump in because he was an undefeated fighter, knocking everybody out, too. So now everybody's stepping in, you know, and uh, yeah, the the pit bulls are there. The tanks are there. So I I think it's going to be very exciting when we come out with the news.
1: You didn't mention Frank Martin. Do you consider that something that the people would be
2: surprised about? Yes, yes. All of them. All of them are, um, as a matter of fact, I'll tell you right now, those are the guys that are on the list. So uh, all the big guys, you know, So it's exciting. And that's what we're thinking of, you know, uh, fighting with.
1: So, uh, before I let you go, obviously, uh, I, I got to show some love to my Milwaukee guy, Daniel Blancas, who you also working with. What's next cooking
2: for him? Yeah, he's another exciting fighter that, you know, little by little, he's getting all that experience with David. Sparring David, sparring Diego, sparring. I have another fighter that's going to be fighting in uh, Oaxaca, February But uh, uh, pa- uh, uh, Federico Pacheco is going to be fighting there. Uh, so... Uh, uh, He's getting a lot of sparring, man. I got this new kid from uh, Sonora. His name is Julio Porras. And he's a 168, too, a 10-0 undefeated fighter. Uh, super hungry, too, very tall. And he's sparring with Diego Pacheco and David. I got, I think I got the best stable at 168 right now. Young, hungry, and uh, rank. So uh, those guys are in the mix. And uh, Blancas is doing very well with all that sparring. And I think he's getting better and better every fight. Uh, Do you know when he's expected to be back? Um, Everybody has a fight. Diego has a fight. All my fighters have a fight. He's working a little bit with Tim. Uh, And I called him yesterday and I told him, hey, listen, give uh, Tim a call. Everybody has a fight but you. So let's let's uh, work on it. He did call me today and he said that he talked to him. So they are pushing it to to uh, have a uh, date pretty soon. But he's ready. And you said the
1: name of the fighter that you're working with, that's 668, is who? Yeah,
2: Julio Porras. If you look at my Instagram, you'll see him. Uh, uh, I, I posted that he's fighting on uh, February 16th in Oaxaca, Mexico. And
1: I, I Together see. Together
2: with uh, Federico Pacheco. I see you have another
1: guy there on your Instagram. But his name is Julio uh, Ocampos. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, no, that's another kid. Yeah, yeah. That's another kid that's. Uh, it's amazing with him because he started very late, and fuck, he's f- winning and knocking everybody out, bro. He's very dedicated, and uh, that's another kid that you only see in movies, you know? Yeah, that there you go. You only see, he has a very crazy story, man. Uh, and he started a little bit late, but he's so dedicated, so focused, and this guy is special. This guy it's kind of like I said, you know, only uh, fighter that you see in the movies, you know? with a really uh, good story behind him. Well, coach, that is definitely uh,
1: all the questions. We do appreciate you coming on last minute. Man, this super middleweight is tall. So how tall is... I mean,
2: 6'2", 6'3", somewhere around the two. I think he's a little bit taller than David. I think a little bit, if not the same. Yeah, he looks, he looks tall. He looks young too. He's Mexican? Yeah, he's only like 19 years old, 20 years old, yeah. Mexican, 100% Mexican from Sonora.
1: All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to screen share this. And uh, thank you once again for coming on. Let everybody know where they can find you. Appreciate you so much, Coach.
2: Yeah, no, thank you, guys. And thank you so much for the support. Yeah, they can follow us at uh, Instagram, uh, Jose Benavidez Sr., Benavidez 300, Benavidez Jr. uh, And, yeah, that's it. All right, there you have it, ladies and
1: gentlemen. Coach Jose Benavidez Sr. Appreciate you, Coach. To the next one. Thank you, brother. Have a good day. Thank you, brother. That was great. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's see. I should have known this number by heart, but I don't. So we're going to use the Rolodex and get back to these phone lines.
18: Right? Wait.
1: I think that is Noble, but I'll check anyway. I'm right. No but what up.
23: I listened to that show uh earlier, man. I could tell that my my phone call they come through earlier when I was on the road wasn't clear. So I wanted to uh tap back in, man. First of all, shout out to the places that raised me and the places that pay me currently. And uh what I was saying earlier was uh the Saudi sovereign wealth fund, which is worth $776 billion, is also termed the public investment fund, which means that it's the fund that they use to reinvest back into the, uh, into the kingdom to raise the quality of life of the kingdom. Saudi kingdom, as far as what I learned about it, is the Saudis themselves is a, is a family. Right, of uh, land owners that passed down land through generations, It just so happened that the land was mineral rich and they took well, well care of it and they, they made a lot of money off it. So that's where you get these royalties from. The fact that you have the crown prince who was uh, Mohammed bin Salman, and bin Salman just means son of Salman, which means that the, uh, the ruler, the actual king, I think they refer to him as uh, his highness. or Maybe if, I'm not sure about that, so I don't want to speak on that. But the king is, uh, is Salman himself. And then you have his excellency, which does a lot of the work on behalf of the country and on behalf of the crown prince and the king. So his excellency is uh, Turkey Alashik, which means that he's a sheep. You know what I'm saying? So that, that kind of tells you his job description. Right. The fact of the matter that guys don't really want to respect other people's cultures and other people's titles, where in other cases they have no issues calling themselves and other people MFs and you know, rivers in Africa. You know what I'm saying? All nah, this champ. Stuff.
1: But but champ, what about what about keeping it as simple as boxing? These these goofies ain't got no issue calling Wilder a King, but they can't call
23: his excellency his excellency. <laughs> you see you see what I'm saying? And then it's the fact of a matter of of having respect for yourself, but also having respect for doing some somebody who's doing a service for you. And that's why they call him his excellency, not because you know what I'm saying, like. It's, it's some weird type of, but he's actually doing a service for you and he doesn't mind doing it and he's doing a service for us and we're not even part of his country. You know what I'm saying? As boxing uh, supporters, you know what I'm saying? I'm not so much a fan. So, man, you know, I ain't tripping about all the cats who be on that low type of uh, energy, but I respect Bill from coming in and standing on his square and, you know, not continuing the conversation with people that he wants to do business with and he does business with now, and wants to do business with in the future, and y'all gonna act like y'all not gonna respect him, man. So shout out to all the Breast Cancer Warriors, all the Breast Cancer Survivors, and all the Breast Cancer Angels, man. I'm out, man, peace, man. All
1: right, brother, appreciate you, man. Noble, Las Vegas. Appreciate, appreciate what we got, what we got. Who next? Al in the bay to this tape.
9: Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? Straight from the Bay Area. Pittsburgh on the map. Um Yeah, man. Um You think T O was capping when he said Haney didn't want to fight him? Because it's like it's like all this back and forth is like Teal turned the fight down. Now Teal's saying Haney didn't want to fight. So it's kinda like it's kinda hard to say who didn't want the fight, you know. Uh unless the contract was sent out and you know, somebody didn't sign the contract, you know. But you know, it's it's interesting when business gets done and behind the scenes you're not sure who's turning down the fight. Um you yeah, know, I think that'll be an excellent fight. I think T O will give him a hard fight. Um, I don't think T O will win, but I think he'll give him a harder fight. Um I definitely think it would be like that Lomachenko fight, um where it's close, you know, either party can win. So, you know I, I wish they can just get it on. You know, they got unfinished business. Um, You know, everything is there, you know. You know, you got the headlines there, you know. Um, You know, you got, you know, they're both in their youth. So you got all this stuff there. You know, they just need to, you know, figure out how much money they're going to get and, you know, get to it. So. But it's kind of it's kind of funny how on the back end it's kind of like this person said, oh they didn't want to fight, and this person said they don't want to fight. So it's you know I'm not gonna get back and forth with the with the two, but it's just interesting how that happens.
1: Hello. Yep. yep. I heard you, yeah. champ. Appreciate you, man. Um, looks like. You are the last caller, man. So it has come to an end. We do got keep it moving with the $2. My Lord and Savior Ness. Hashtag TBV. champ. Appreciate you. Ronnie from Phoenix $2. Ness. Always working. Flex emoji. Glove emoji. Good-ish, brother. Nah, I appreciate you, man. Uh, you know, we all fans here. So. I'm just trying to get the questions answered that I have that I know y'all like as well, right? Um, hopefully, I didn't miss anything on that Benavidez interview. But till the next one, I leave a dirty on Instagram and Twitter tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern.
12: I'm out.